everybody. Welcome out to the Domesticated Savages podcast. Good to have you on today. Uh, I'm excited to bring you guys this episode. We all here with the Savages are excited. You've got Jake here. Hey, everybody. I've got Jeremy. Hey, what's up? I got Joss. Hey. And we've got a special guest here today, one of our homies from the place where we work. It's Gavin. Hey, how you doing, man? Thanks for having me. Hey, I'm glad you could come out here, dude. Let's uh, let's bust in that real quick, get to know Gavin, and then uh, we'll we'll pop on to some stories, bro. So, Gavin, how long have you been a cop, bro? I've been a cop for 18 years. 18 years. Yes. About the same time I've got. Yeah. You've got a smidgen more than me, I think. Yeah. 18 years. All right. So, you've been with our agency for how long? I've been there about nine years now. Nine years. Yeah. Dude, I remember when you were a green guy here at RPD. I remember that. I helped do the defensive tactics training when you oh, were yeah. there. We were talking about that the other day. And that's right, dude. Like, yeah, we were talking hey. about that. That'll be some of your stories we can tell. All right. All right. We'll tell some of those. All right. All right. So, you did, you've done about nine years with us. So, that means you've done police time elsewhere too yeah so i had one year i started out a small agency a very small agency did a year there you know didn't pay enough so i went to a, another smaller agency you did the, how long there a smaller it was eight about eight years eight years yeah gotcha so those three agencies basically and then i came here and i've been here for nine years okay yeah. gotcha sweet dude all right so with your time on those agencies and what you've done what uh what positions have you held so of course patrol Patrol. Uh, and then I've been- The uh, backbone of policing. Oh, yeah. The and backbone of police work, <laughs> might I add. Oh, also, it's the fucking backbone. Also, sometimes the front bone. And the front bone. And I'm the side saying, bone. Yeah. The top bone and the bottom bone. Yeah. It's all the bones. Yep. It's the bone you want. And it's the bone you need. It's the bone you need. That's what it is. Patrol. That's what I'm all about. The bone you need. The bone you- I like that. The there bone you, you need. <laughs> we got a big fucking shirt, bro. Right there. <laughs> Patrol, the bone you need. There you go. <laughs> I like it. Sorry. We tangents, bro. Tangents, good, bro. bro. All right, all right, all right. So, patrol. You done some patrol. What else have you done? I did property crime detective. Property crime dick? All right. I That's did fun. Fraud. Uh, financial crimes, vehicle okay, thefts. Right. That was at my last Ooh, agency. All right. Dude, that worked well into the after. Like you, you get done being a cop, bro, and you've got some financial crime stuff like yeah. as an investigator. Yeah. Dude, you can turn that, you can parlay it into some good money. Yeah. Well, that's the goal, man. Like, do something else after this. So, we'll yeah. see. No shit. But then uh, I also did child abuse cases. Ooh. I was over there. Yeah. It gets no a little. No. Yeesh. Yeah. Jeremy did them sexual you, abuse uh, cases. Yeah. You also, you've been, you've got some specialty training. Well, yeah. What are you talking about specifically? Uh, All of it. Bro. Executive. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like. Um, executive protection. Yeah. Executive protection training. Yeah. Do that for the mayor and the part, part time for the city that we're at currently. I mean, and that can be a golden ticket too. Yeah. To get into that. We've EP, already seen somebody turn that into a golden ticket. EP, you know, after after your career, like, hey, I'm trained, uh, I've certified in some executive protection, like, that can get you some cash, look at, too. Look at wow. Dan Bongino. Fucking Dan Danny Bongino. Boy. Danny yeah. Boy's turned that into Oh, something. is he the one who's in Vegas? Dan Bongino? Yeah. No, he's a national guy who's a talker. No, she's thinking of that uh, fucking- No, yeah, somebody you know was like, come to Vegas and help me with my- hey. That was for that club, Nippleopolis. <laughs> Nippleopolis. Nippleopolis. Yeah. Ooh, I like Protect them nips. <laughs> Protect them <laughs> no, nips. No, free the nips. Protect no, them. No, yeah, they got to be free, but they, they got to be, be free, protected. but they got to be protected while they're free. Free yeah. and protected. <laughs> they're free. Well, not free. I'm really- you want You want them to be free. Yeah. But you don't want it to be free. That kind of goes against the business of- Economics. Economics. If you're not charging to see the nips, you're not making no monies. But you want you want them to be free as in seen, but you don't want- just but, it, but, you got, but yeah, but you got to free the, the nip. Oh, well, dang. Just make it free, bro. 
<laughs> Jocelyn, you would have the most popular strip club in the country. <laughs> Come to the club. No, it's nips not free. free. The nips, the nips are free, but it's not free. You got to pay. That's what Jeremy's trying to that's get. What I'm, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, it's not free, but they're free. They are free. But yeah. and like they have to be protected. Yes, protected. So, uh, who's this person in Vegas that wants us to come down and do some shit? I don't know. Somebody. Damn, we got to get to the bottom of that. Josh's friend, Muhammad. <laughs> Dang. <laughs> Dang, Muhammad. He wants us to come down to do executive yeah. protection down there. I'm down. He's like, look, all I need you to you do- You see is- them oil sheets show up at the forget strip club. I feel like his name started with an A. He's Mom, like, yeah. all I need you to do is wear this vest for about 20 minutes. 20 minutes. And then we're good. Walk into this location yeah. over here. Don't ask questions. Make sure your cell phone's not on. I've, I've seen those guys, uh, oil sheiks in the club. Yes. Throwing it, down How uh, do you wads. know they're oil sheiks? I happened to be like 18 at the time. And I was from my home state. I had an ID. All my buddies had a different ID from a different state. Yeah. And so That's we- smart. Y'all congregating together. It's like, you're from California. You're from New York. You're from Florida. Like, okay, cool. You guys, you look 17, but you got together. That's good. That's so, good. Well, so listen, so I was living down in the Southern part of the state right. and shacking up with some buddies and they're like, Hey, uh, Vegas wasn't, you know, a crazy drive, you know, yeah. you, could, you could make it in, yeah. a, in a short amount of time. And so we go. And there was a club, I think it shut down, but it was called the Gentleman's Horse 2. Um, used to be Ooh. two, because there was one, and then they ended up a third. But I think that one ended up sh- getting shut down. So <laughs> we rolled with my buddy's Ford Ranger, mm, right? Nice. There's fucking Bentleys, Ferraris, yes. Lambos. Yeah. That was like, that should have been our first indicator. Like Your first clue. Y'all in the wrong spot. Yeah. So <laughs> I go in first, and I'm 18. Shirley Gamadee's like, cool, you go in. I kind of get in the door, and then I'm waiting and then my buddy shows his ID and he's like, no, this is a 21 order club. You got to go. And the bouncer looks at me. He's like, you with them? I said, nope. And I walked in because I'm not about to get kicked out. Yeah, I'm in the exactly. Mecca, baby. Yeah, you're in the Mecca. Um, so I call him like, hey, I've got some money. You guys just go fuck around. I'll call you when I'm done. They're like, all right. I had probably like two, 300 bucks on me. So you're in there alone? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'd rather be alone in a titty club than not in a titty club at all. <laughs> there you go. That's a, that's a rule I live by. Okay. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> Write that I like down. It. Write that down. So I walk in and I'd, I think I'd only been in one other club in my life, but I mean, this is Vegas. This is a big time. Yeah, it's the show. So I'm walking, there's a stage and, you know, girls shaking it. And then I look over by the bar and there's this larger gentleman. Um, heavy set? Heavy set. The meat no, like sweat. A- um, he had, I'm assuming it was probably an expensive shirt, but like buttoned down to like the top of his belly. Yeah. And then that chest hair, that chest meat was popping. Just popping. Like yeah. a rug. I'm pretty sure he pulled like a fucking turkey leg out and started going to town and stuck it back in. <laughs> you know, a little snack. It's a good place for things. He had eight strippers around him. Of course. Eight. Yeah, he's got some money. And then I yeah. see him bust out a wad. Like to the flame, yeah. baby. A folded wad, it was probably six, and it's just all hundreds, about six inches thick folded. And he's just like, a plop, couple hundred for you, plop, a couple hundred for you. And these plop, girls, I mean, plop. eggs were dropping. I could hear the ovary. I could hear eggs dropping that <laughs> oh, night. Damn. They're trying to get that. Dropping them eggs. They're trying to get that lifetime lockdown, eight, or 18-year lockdown. 18-year <laughs> lockdown. And so I was like, dude, that, guy, that guy's got money. Yeah. And um, my 200 bucks lasted me all of like 30 minutes. <laughs> and I was out. <laughs> That was it. That's awesome. 
I got one, I got one beer for like 12 bucks <laughs> and then some girl. And so the thing they don't tell you about strip clubs and for all you who haven't been, take some notes. So you pay for a song, but you don't get the full radio song. No, You're no. not getting Vivaldi's opus number three that's lasting no. 45 minutes. No, no, no. You get like this cut edited because yeah. they've got their DJ. The song's like maybe a half song. You got like oh, yeah. 45 seconds a minute of the thong song by Cisco. And so this girl, she's like, hey, you want to dance? I'm like, sure. So I sit down and she's like, okay. And then she just keeps going. I don't know. You had to be like, get the hints. Thank you, done. Yeah. And Walk. so I'm there for like 10 minutes and I pull up my mind. She's like, thanks. And I was like, oh. Pulled uh, all your fucking cat? Yeah. That was it. You just got robbed well, by a strip club? Yeah. <laughs> oh, damn. Still a pretty good time, though. <laughs> pretty good time. Yeah. yeah. Circle back. Circle back. Yeah. To Gavin. So we're talking about executive protection. That's where we kind of left off. Now you are patrol. I know this because you're on my squad. Yeah. Yeah, buddy. We're on patrol, Holmes. Yeah. And we're on the day shift. It's a good time, man. We're fucking day walkers, bro. Yeah. How long were we graveyard guys for? Oh, Ever. at least seven years plus yeah, you for were, me and you. For you, yeah. Together we did yeah, that you long. you were like yeah. 12? No, I was 13, 14. 14. Mm-hmm. So being on day shift, it's a different animal. Waking up so fucking early, right? To get to work. And the, the calls we're kind of talking about are different too. On day shift than they are on the afternoons or even the graveyard shift, right? Very different. Oh, yeah. A lot of inv- investigational stuff and you run into like normal ass people all the time and people are smiley and chipper and waving at you and, hey, officer, it's a different animal. It really is, right? Man. Like It's gra- so different. Graveyards is a lot funner, I'll be honest with you. Yeah, it's like you're handling the heavy shit. Oh, yeah. and it, Flying it, around, just fucking people up. That's the late, late show. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's the late show. They should, completely different, man. Completely like, different. Yeah. Yeah, you're out there smiling, waving. How you doing? Can I help you? Okay, here you go. Exactly. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's seriously yeah, how it exactly. is. It's a different animal. You kind of have to make that mental shift. Like, granted, you still have to be ready to take care of business when the business comes, but a lot of times you're just dealing with regular people. Oh, yeah. For sure, man. Like, different. it is. It's a different animal. I like I like it just for my personal life, though. Sure. It's a lot better for the personal oh, life. Oh, absolutely. Graveyards. I mean, that's why I went to days, personally. Yeah, yeah graveyards, a lot funner. I'll do that if, you know. Any day over over day shift, of course, like the work itself. Yeah, the work itself. But the whole but everything, the else. whole home work balance. The yeah. day shift is working good for my time of life that I'm in right now. But even health wise, you're sleeping oh, better. Well, 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 you fuckers decided to get it's up. It's been a week, you so it's going to gonna get take up super time. early. <laughs> for you, it's better because Jeremy's now on the mid shift. Yeah, yeah, it's good. He's for on you. mids, bro. Mid? He's going in. At, he's mid. going in at noon and yeah. getting done. So basically, his whole day is work. But it's nice because I can still come home and I, you know, get home 10 o'clock. Yeah. I can hang out for a minute, you know, relax, chill out. And then I don't have to wake up to an alarm. Yeah. And I can just wake up naturally, which for me is better. Yeah. Oh, me too. Yeah. But so you guys fucking missed out. (laughs) (laughs) No, that's the worst one. You can't convince me otherwise. And you double covered all day long. Oh, motherfucking day. So much better. We're getting hosed in the mornings half the time. We're getting hosed every day. Yeah. Hosed, bro. (laughs) Seriously. So yeah, cool. That's a little bit about Gavin. So Gavin's going to tell us, he's going to regale us with some stories today. This is the Gavin hour. Or four hour. So um, we're looking yeah. for primarily rookie stories. But rookie if you have, stories. But if you have like a funny, gnarly, we like all kinds of stories. You got some crazy stories. I want to get into some shit that Gavin's done. He's seeing some shit. Gavin's been and not some even shit. Not even with our own agency, with no. other agency. Yeah. yeah, you've done some shit, bro. You were involved in some stuff. So we'll get into that a little bit. But before we get into that, let's do a little national story. Joss says she's got it this time. 
I do. Let's hear okay. it. Okay. Let's hear it. We should be news anchors, like the Savage News. And savage just News. Kind of like a little bit more political shit, but just go savage on them. Just go savage on Fucking, them. I like that. Just tear their shit apart. Yeah. Kind of like the bullshit that's going down, down, down in New Mexico right now. Yeah. What happened in New Mexico recently? So, uh, Michelle or... Michelle, whatever her fucking name is, yeah, Grisha whatever, Lujan, yeah. uh-huh. that bitch, the, the governor, governor, yeah, uh, not not being very gubernatorial. This uh, bitch down in New Mexico has looked at the Constitution, and she has. I don't kinda, think she's looked at it actually. Well, no, Probably she has, not. and she's perused it, and she says. Uh, one, two, three. Number two, fuck you. The right to keep and bear arms. Did she find it like in a coloring book yeah. or what? Yeah, that's what it was. And so she was coloring and she just got her blue crayon and just scribbled it out right there, gone. So she's like, it just goes one, three, four. And so Not even four, she even. has declared a state of emergency or yes, some sort of emergency. state emer- of fucking emergency. A health crisis. A health crisis. Health crisis, bro. And so she's like, hey. A COVID. The only people who can possess a gun in Albuquerque are law enforcement officers or qualified security personnel. Yeah. No concealed carry, no open carry in the city of Albuquerque and city limits. It's messed up, man. And so she's basically taking the second amendment and she's like, fuck you. Yeah, exactly. So interesting. I read, um, (laughs) <laughs> that the chief of police in Albuquerque is like, yeah, I'm not going to. Yeah, exactly. That. I've heard of multiple law enforcement yeah. officers, like the guys who run their departments, like, yeah, we're not, not enforcing that, that shit. Because, and it's all in response to, uh, there was a drive-by and an 11-year-old kid got shot and died, which is super tragic, right? So that should tragic. never happen. Yeah. But we've we've seen that happen in our own state, in our own agency's yeah. jurisdiction. We've seen I've that been, happen. I've seen that shit on fucking duty, bro. Yeah. And so instead of dedicating resources to go after the criminals, mm-hmm. because I'm sure every bad guy who is illegally possessing a gun See is like, this order. He's like, oh shit, guys, we're breaking the law. The let's, governor said we can't have guns. Let's hey, fucking gang wars, whatever it is, we're done. Yeah, we've okay? got to stop. We're gonna stop. We're gonna start following the law now. Yeah. We're st- because we're, those laws were on the books already. Yeah. You and know, so homicide wasn't on the, oh, it was on the book, but they didn't have this gun order. So now we can't yeah. do it. So <laughs> instead of going after the criminals and the people who are breaking the law, mm-hmm. she is now twisting the law. Your regular ass citizen who's ready You're, to defend himself. And this is, I feel like this is the, I, I'm not going to be surprised if other cities fall suit and be like, well, look what this crazy bitch did. We can do the same. Uh, I think there's gonna be a lot of backlash. Oh, I hope there is. Personally, I hope there is. Because, you know, and I saw one of the law enforcement officers, like one of the chiefs or uh, the sheriff or whatever, they came out and said, I swore an oath to uphold and protect the Constitution. That's my number one oath. Yeah. That's what my oath is, too. Yeah. And I've had, to, I've had to line that out a lot of times on duty. Like, no, no, no. My number one responsibility is to the, the Constitution of the United States of America. That's what I do. I protect yeah. that right there. The, all the amendments, right? I'm protecting those right there, whether people want to peacefully protest or people want to write the right to bear arms or the fourth amendment, stuff like that. Yeah. So that's my number one prerogative, if you will. And he says that, but she just does not give a shit. So I think there's going to be some push. I hope there's push. There's back. already, there's already I hope groups, it sets yeah. a standard. Well, you, the governor can't do shit like this because you state, you know, I'm worried and you're going to see this more and more, I think, until we put our fucking foot down where people are going to declare a state of emergency or a health crisis public health crisis and they're gonna you know circumvent the law yeah. circumvent the constitution to put in these protections and i air quote protections right because you know our founding fathers they stated if you sacrifice liberty for a little bit of protection you'll have neither liberty nor protection yeah. 
you'll have neither freedom nor protection if you sacrifice freedom for protection. And I, I think adv- adv- advocacy groups have already like started the legal process and are giving pushbacks. So. That that's already going on. But when has someone being reasonable ever stopped these fuckers from doing never, whatever they want? Never. I mean, and and I honestly think that. There's, I wouldn't be surprised if other governors like take note and be like, oh shit, look what she just did. We can do that too. And consequences be damned. Like yeah. we'll just do what we want. So I said people, you need to put their foot down. And it's not like she's going to have to go house to house or she's not going to be driving yeah, she in won't the streets. Be. She won't be. be. Like, hey, give me your fucking gun. Yeah. And so she just leaves it to, again, and this is kind of another tangent, but a lot of shit falls on law enforcement. Exactly. Shit that doesn't need to fall on exactly. us. Exactly, It's not um, our purview. It's like we, the homeless problem. Exactly. Homeless problem. And we that saw out. that during the pandemic mask mandates. Mm-hmm. Like you know, people can't gather in a park. Well, yeah, they can. Yeah. And they- Your like, public health crisis is not my concern. Yeah. And how many, there are like tons of videos online, YouTube, whatever, where like some officers in different agencies across the country were told, hey, there's people in the park. You will go cite them. For this shit, and it's like, why the fuck would we be doing that? Yeah. Why, dude? I, Joss, and I were talking about this the other day with some of our friends, and I was like, dude, during the pandemic, you know, people were narking out their their neighbors, like they've got a party of six or more people calling the police up, and you know, I get that call, I see it come out in the queue, and I'm like, negative, cancel that call. We're not going to that. We're not going to that shit. Yeah. And Joss is like, you know what? I would go to that, and I would tell the people who you're going to talk to, like, hey, listen, your fucking neighbors are narks. That's yeah. not for the like, yeah. your you neighbors go. are fucking there narcs. you go. Yeah. Don't she trust be a supervisor. Them. Yeah, it was that. Yeah. It was that house right there. <laughs> that house. It was John. Just so you and know, and they called your asses in. Just so you know, that's you what know, kind of neighbor. So you're like, do with that what you will, shitty. and then the call's yeah. over. You know, write your report and you talk to him. But I think I think this is. To me, it could be the first step in these governors, like, we're going to suspend your constitutional rights for this public health crisis, for this emergency, yeah. whatever. And again, they, they're not going to feel the, they're not the ones having to do the dirty work. The groundwork was laid a couple of years ago during the pandemic, and they're taking advantage of that and utilizing it in different avenues yeah. now. Like this gun thing, right? And it's not going to solve jack shit. No. That's not going to solve anything. Because like we said, they're not, the, you know, the regular citizens, the law-abiding citizens aren't the ones committing the crimes in the first place. Yeah. So you're an idiot. Well, uh, it would be interesting once this is all adjudicated and said and done or whatever. I want to see the statistics. Like, did gun crime go down in Albuquerque? And I am very familiar They'll with They'll fudge the stats, bro. I've, I'm very familiar so with they Albuquerque. They do. Okay. I know you are. I got crabs. Um Red Lobster, great deals in Albuquerque. Joe's Crab Shack. <laughs> multiple crabs. I've had multiple crabs um, when I'm in Albuquerque. Okay. I get crabs in Albuquerque. It's great. Familiar. But, I mean, there are nice parts of Albuquerque, but Albuquerque's fucking ghetto as shit. Most of it. A lot of it. Yeah. yeah. And they, they, they'll they probably fudge the stats. Of course. Uh, but That's the problem with stats. You fudge them. But. We see it every day at work. Oh, yeah. We see it at work, bro. Yeah. But it's not going to change a thing. Yeah, it's, it's not, not going to change The criminals are still yeah. going to criminal. Exactly. You know, and it, and it's like drugs are illegal. Like you cannot legally in, in any state in the union possess meth or heroin. Yeah. Legally, you cannot possess those drugs, yeah. but people still do it. Still do it. Because they don't give a fuck because they're criminals. It. Exactly. And you're going to see the same thing. Yeah, exactly. That's, yeah, it's so dumb. Just enforce the laws on the books. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Catch the criminals, not fucking neuter the regular public. That's what I, that's what, you know, that's kind of the, the point of the story. Yeah. Don't neuter the public, neuter the criminals. 
That's what it comes down to. So uh, back to Joss. While we waited for her to pull up the story, we had that little tangent. And let's hear what Joss has to say about her national story. Okay, so this story is coming out of Florida. Yes. Oh, I just, to absolutely no surprise. This is dope. Yeah. Florida, bro. Florida Always man. Best. Florida man. A Florida man. State. Florida man was arrested after trying to cross the Atlantic in a human-powered hamster wheel. Yes. <laughs> and I just want to know, is that illegal? Why is that illegal? It's I'm the sure same they have thing. some stupid-ass laws a, on the books. It is the same the thing as crossing wheel. the Mexico border, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Damn. Right? Like, who's he harming? So. Yeah. I mean, pink what, if him, he has, what if he has his paperwork? Did they pink exactly. sheet him? Probably. That's like, hey. Mental hole, you're crazy. You're crazy, bro. But what if he had like, like sound, but he my, built this contraption? My defense would be like, well, how do you know it doesn't work? You haven't seen it, so you exactly. can't say I'm crazy. Yeah. What if it works? Well, what, so, if they did, what if they did this to Columbus? Oh, yeah. Hey, buddy, you can't cross the Atlantic because you're fucking crazy. Guess what? We're still living in freaking we're Germany. We're taking the Nina. We're taking the Pinta. We're taking the Santa Maria. Exactly. You're screwed. You're done. Those were Columbus's <laughs> boats, by the way. See? I read a book once. You did. I know. Actually, actually, I watched School of Rock. <laughs> Jack Black. Riza Bellucci was 70 miles off of Georgia when officers found him during a manifestly unsafe voyage. It was during Hurricane Franklin, which, you know, that proposes some complications. But he was, I think, headed for London. Sounds like a good ride, bro. Yeah. The hurricane, you've got your hamster wheel. Yeah, it would help. Supplies and stuff. Yeah. You'd probably move faster i mean hell else. yeah bro those yeah. waves are big you're fucking rocking up and down dude it's like a fucking yeah and there's coaster. a there's a picture and it looks like it's pretty padded yeah dude, so it looks legit it's yeah. he made this he's a marathon right? himself with these buoys it's yeah. buoys that he has concocted this contraption and it's actually impressive yeah i like that word buoy buoy Boo- i thought you said concocted cocks and buoys man like an evil cock so he was arrested Con-con. on august 28th after a bizarre three-day standoff with authorities <laughs> in the ocean <laughs> in the ocean in the ocean in the ocean 70 miles off the coast dude you know what i mean dove they had a harpoon gun at least harpooned his ass and dragged him back to fucking <laughs> land <laughs> Well, he refused to get off the vessel. He displayed two knives and threatened to hurt himself. Hell yeah. yeah. Never have two he also knives. threatened to blow himself up. Did um, he have explosives on board? That's a prepared dude. That's prepared, bro. He thought ahead, for sure. <laughs> um, but there were Coast Guard and Navy involved, and he just wasn't very compliant. And he did say that it was his intent to travel to London in his hydropod, is what he called it. I like it. His yeah. hydropod vessel. And... But this was not the first time the authorities have found Bellucci trying to cross the ocean in a human-powered vessel. In 2014, he got stopped by the Coast Guard, 70 miles off of Florida, in an inflatable bubble. That time, he was trying to run around the Bermuda Triangle. He's got to he's got to solve the mystery of the triangle. Yeah, yeah. But like, why stop him? Yeah, you know, serious. Like, who, yeah. Who's he hurting? What law was he breaking? And yeah. at like, that point, they said it was unsafe, right? And so, what's their reasoning for it being unsafe? Yeah. yeah he, How do they know it's unsafe? Like, who, yeah. If he gets hurt, it's his own fault, man. Let, let, him, let him live. Prerogative. Let him live. Yeah. Who else is he putting in danger here? Nobody. No Nobody. 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 Leave the guy just, the fuck alone. Just himself. Yeah. I Leave don't him agree. alone, dude. Let him do his thing. If he freaking perishes, dude, who gives a shit? Oh, well. Yeah. He wanted it. Nobody coerced him into doing this. Yeah. yeah. And we'll have to post a picture of this contraption because it really is a very impressive human hamster wheel. Yeah, like, it's pretty dope. I'm. It's got freaking paddles and shit, dude. Yeah. I'm cool. disappointed in Florida. I'm just saying. I Why? Because all the shit's going on, you're worried about hamster guy. But it's yeah. not Florida. It's the fucking Coast Guard. Well, it was the Coast Guard, but it's the Coast Guard. He's a Florida man. It's the fucking federal government, bro. It's the G man. It's the G man, bro. Well, 
I'm just saying. Too large a federal government. That's what happens. They don't let you Floridians cross should the, have stood they let, up. They don't let you cross the Atlantic in your hamster wheel. It's bullshit. Floridians should have stood up. <laughs> yeah. They all should have gotten their own hamster powered balls. Yes. And fucking attacked they the US Coast Guard. If you want to get to London during a hurricane, then do it. Like, I bet you money the people not? I bet you the money yeah. the people on Maui would have killed for one of those boats. Oh yeah. A hamster killed wheel. Killed for the hamster wheel. Yep. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Sure. You had the hamster wheel in Maui. And again. Fucking golden. Yeah. Just go is. to the one of the other islands, man. Exactly. Yeah. He could have done that easily. 70, 70 miles, fucking miles. He's easily getting to another yeah. island. Yeah. Damn, bro. He's prepared. I like this. You know, that guy, he deserves some kudos. Yeah. Unfortunately, what he didn't make name? it. Riza Bellucci. Bellucci? Isn't that Italian? Yeah. I think it's Italian. Oh. Just in a, oh, yeah. Maybe he's distantly related to Jim. Jim Bellucci. 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 But maybe... How do you spell Bellucci? B-E-L-U-S-H-I-E, maybe? It's B. A L U C H I. Balucci. Balucci. Probably had some fucking Parmesan cheese in that bitch. Oh, he was ready to go. He's yeah, going. He you know, I'm surprised. Provision. I'm surprised Hunter Biden, Biden didn't show up. Hunter Biden's like, Hunter Biden white stuff. That, you got Parmesan, bro? Yeah, you got Parmesan? Mm, That'll decrease your appetite. Parmesan. You won't have to eat very He's much. Like, You'll be fine. I left my stash in the White House. They found it. I need some more. <laughs> I need some parmy. <laughs> you got some parm, bro. You got a stripper in there for me to impregnate? Come on, eat it. <laughs> See again, he he appreciates his strip club. Exactly. Knocked a couple of them up. It's fine. <laughs> Got them on lock. There you go. <laughs> So back to you see how you see how this works, Gavin. We just fly off wherever. Yeah, we fly off. It's good, man. It's a good time. We can handle. So let's get some stories. Yeah, stories from them screets. Yeah. Gavin, what kind of stories you got, bro? So I got a lot, obviously. That's what do you want to hear? So we want to hear a rookie story. You have a rookie story? Give the people what uh, they want. A fun, it, it, like a funny story, rookie like story. It doesn't ex- have to be from like your first minute on patrol, but like something when you're a newer guy. When you would consider yourself a new pre five like, years. Yeah. So like, so this is like X rated, right? Like I was introduced. Uh, perfect. Perfect. Hell yeah. <laughs> I was introduced. Hey, we'll put it on our OnlyFans too. Yeah. yeah. Cross we got an OnlyFans. Me, you know, right? an I didn't know that, man. Yeah. We, we, we literally have Two, the name. Three yeah. cops, one mic. Three cops, one mic. Yeah. Yeah. So if you search it up on only, oh, yeah. obviously only fans, you'll find us on there. Shit, but three yeah, cops, one mic. Three cops, three cops, one mic. So I got introduced to sexual assaults, right? And this is the story that sticks in my mind. Okay. And I know it's not nothing to joke about sexual assaults, right? You have to have that kind of morbid sense of humor, like to you do. to yeah. cope with all the shit that you. It's deal a coping with. mechanism, absolutely. For sure. <laughs> right. So I had a female FTO, and this is what sticks out. In my mind, when I was brand new, she was uh, my field trainer. Mm-hmm. When I was brand new, never taken a sexual assault report in my life. You know, this is all brand new to me. I'm still green. Everything is uh, exciting. So we get called to this report of a sexual assault. We meet up with this lady at her house. Um, she's reporting that over the weekend, this guy sexually assaulted her Friday night, Saturday night, mm-hmm. and then Sunday night. Mm. So. Hmm. Kind of a continuous the weekend. Yeah, the whole entire weekend. And okay. so at her house, you said. Right. At her house. At her house. So So who is this guy? Her girlfriend. It was her boyfriend who's a massage therapist. Oh. Right. Okay. Gotcha. So this is what I get introduced to the this whole sexual assault thing. So she girlfriend goes out of town on vacation, right? Boyfriend who's a massage therapist. Uh-huh. Uh, offers his services to this lady. Yeah, makes sense. Yeah, right? Magic fingers. I've seen those on movies before. Yeah. yeah. On the porn hubs. He also, <laughs> he also delivered uh, an extra large sausage pizza. <laughs> he's a freaking, <laughs> yeah. he's a delivery boy too. Yeah. Nice Uber. 
Yeah. Right. Uber Eats. He's a plumber. He's there to <laughs> clean her pipes. Okay. So exactly. He's like, so she orders a massage at her house from her girlfriend's boyfriend. Yeah. Since she's out of town. Yeah. Makes sense. Yeah. And he comes over and uh, he starts a massage. She's on her bed naked. You know, like naked. That. Okay, all right. She yeah. is. Yeah, you know, you got the towel covering your okay, ass, stuff sure. like that. So that's my problem. Every time I get massaged, they're naked, and I'm I'm supposed to be naked. Oh, right? they're naked. Right, right. Yeah. What? Where are you going to get massages? Different places, I guess. Oh, apparently, all right. <laughs> you did it all wrong, Josh. Here and know. there. Yeah. yeah. So the the boyfriend starts a massage on you know girlfriend's friend, and uh, she's telling me the story, and she says as he's rubbing me down. On the way back, um, he has fucked me. I'm, wow, that was a quick transition. That's a quick jump. I know. A quick transition. That's, that's what I said. I'm like, what? Like, how does that happen? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. he's clothed, right? Like, how does this how does this, Houdini over there here. has to be steps like he exactly. takes his clothes off, then he climbs up. Like, you're thinking there has to be more. Right, right. So, the next night comes along. It's Saturday night. It's almost midnight. Nope. She uh, is in her bathtub at midnight, uh-huh. you know, taking a bath. Yeah. Yeah. That's what we do on Saturday nights, right? Yeah. She uh, doesn't. She decides, hey, I need another massage, right? <laughs> right. So she calls girlfriend's boyfriend, comes over. Um, she says, hey, I left the back door open for you. Yeah, you did. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That back door is open. Oh, no, serious. <laughs> and he says, okay. So he comes in the back door to yeah, her he house. Did. Yeah, he did. She says, hey, I'm in the bathtub. She's texting this she's, guy. She's going for the aqua massage now. Right, right. Okay. Aqua massage. Yeah. Hey, yeah, come water in. can be very therapeutic. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Can cause a lot of yeast but infections especially, too. Especially with some Epsom salts. <laughs> so he comes in the bathroom, right? Yeah, he did. And uh, she says, okay, you know, I'll take a massage in the bathtub. Yeah, she would. So, you know, he uses his hands. Um, she says- <laughs> Let's go to the bed, you know, and uh, he rubs her down again. And then in her own words, quote unquote, ass fucks me. Okay. And uh, he's two for two. Two for two. Yeah. Two for two. Friday, Saturday night. <laughs> go for the trifecta. At, at this point, he's probably thinking this is the best career field this I've is, ever uh, liked. This is phenomenal. I couldn't have chosen a better this field. This is awesome. Happy for into. me, for her, for to come in too nice. Right. So, of course, she says like... No, this was against my will or whatever. Yeah. Okay. So I'm with this female officer, right? And we're talking about the case and I'm brand new and I'm like, oh, I can't, you know, this is like. So you're, so you're taking it super serious because oh, yeah. you're a new guy oh, yeah. and you're like, I've never done this. This is serious shit. Right, right, right. And so you're like, holy How shit. How old are you? Yeah, you don't want to mess up. I'm probably about 24 when I started. Okay. Yeah, so she, my female FTO, you know, has been around for a long time. She's like, you really think this has been ass fucked against her will? <laughs> Yeah. I'm like, yeah. This is well, my female FTO says saying this to, this to me. Uh-huh, and I'm yeah. just like, I don't know. Like, yeah. I'm just doing my job. Yeah, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. Just the facts, man. You know what I mean? Yeah. Just the facts. This is what happened. She invited him over. She was naked in the bathtub waiting for him to get here. And she got what she wanted. Yeah. Uh, and yeah of course, yeah. the detectives investigated the whole thing. And yeah. It was absolutely a scam because, you know, the whole religion thing, she felt like she was wrong. So she reported this as a sexual assault, you know. So basically what happened is she had done the deed willingly, but then afterwards she gets this remorse feeling. Buyer's remorse. I shouldn't have had sex with my best friend's 
boyfriend. Right, yeah. right. And exactly. now I need to claim something to clear my conscience. Yeah. But like you see that kind of frequently. Yeah. I'm not saying that assaults don't happen. No. But, but you absolutely see that quite frequently where like, buyer's remorse, I got drunk, I fucked my buddies, whatever, and then next, you know, like, I'm calling the sin as a rape, that way I can you know, like, yeah. say, I didn't want it, and they have to believe And Jocelyn right. just hit it right on the head. She just said it right there. What did you just say? I said, but. Exactly. But. <laughs> Jocelyn has a good point right there. Good well, point. No, but. But. Yep. Isn't there loopholes within religion? There's buttholes. Like, butts don't count. The buttholes, loopholes, and there's like that, loopholes. I think, that, I she think doesn't have to feel guilty. I think there's probably a misconception that, yeah. you know. Well, as, there's, as, not, there's not a Gavin misconception. Put, you can't conceive in the butthole. Hey, you can. Can you? Yes. How? So technically, the semen could leak out the butthole and oh, go into the vagina. In, I guess it's, it could. Yeah. <laughs> Very unlikely, Very but unlikely. it is possible. It's possible. Possible. Damn. Possible. Okay, not probable. Not but probable, possible. but possible. Okay. Yeah. But there is that there is that butthole loophole. That butthole loophole. The loopy butthole. Loopy butthole. The loose butthole now. Loose. Um that it's like, well, it didn't count because it wasn't vaginal intercourse. Yeah. I'm still a virgin yeah. in that sense. In that sense. And so there's you know, like Justice, there's some religions where people think like, Well, I'm still a virgin. I still have my promise ring. Yeah. Um, my O-ring I've lost, but yeah. my promise Your O-ring's ring, blown. Yeah. But my promise ring is good to go. But it's still good to go. But blue and that's <laughs> blue and O-ring. Blue and O-ring. Hey, <laughs> talk about Taco Tuesday, baby. <laughs> um, but it, that's, that's a pretty good introduction to like cop oh, yeah. work. Oh yeah. Because when you're a new guy, like everything's the most serious crime. You like a parking offense. Oh, yeah. Like, uh, this is the most serious crime in the fucking world right now. Yeah. And you don't realize till later, it's like, no. Another, right, another right. common one is, are we going to get canceled? <laughs> <We're>, yes. <laughs> yeah. Hashtag me Hashtag too, bro. Hashtag me that's too. That's what I mean. This was X-rated. Yeah. Sorry, bro. Like, oh, good, bro. This it's is bad. my first but, memory but that's why I of preface, a serious That's why I prefaced yeah. everything yeah. we're talking about. I was like, listen, there are absolute true victims. There are right. absolutely, yes. absolutely shit like that happens all absolutely. the time. Yes. I'm not saying it doesn't, but there are people who try to manipulate the system by claiming that because they want you to think that there has to be, there's nothing but victims. Yeah. But so, what makes me mad, sorry, is that the people who are like crying wolf, the false victims, the people who are they're hurting the most is the women who have the actually real actual, been absolutely assaulted. assaulted. Yes, yes, like absolutely. the real victims, because absolutely. then like you've dealt with all of these people yes. who are crying wolf, they're trying to get out of whatever. And then the people who are hurts down the road is the women who actually have been victims. They may not be believed the person that they're fighting in court can come up with a good yeah. case against them. But the thing about it is typically those things are going to, they're going to flesh themselves out. Yeah. When you talk to people, we're not just taking, like, you don't just say this and we're like, bullshit. It's like, let's look at the, the situation. Let's yeah, look at, at everything that happened here. So we investigate the hell out of it. Just like the homies at the, one of the first stories we ever told on the podcast, which people bring up all the time when I talk to like our listeners. They'll like bring up like, dude, like the dudes who went back to the hotel room with the, dude. With the guy, and he's and like, they're all get getting girls. freaky together. He's like, hey, right? the girls aren't coming. Let's jerk each other Let's off. Jerk Let's jerk each, each other off. Let's start dude, jerk. Right? I don't know if I mentioned it's like it. that. You know what I mean? It's like okay, they were they were taking uh, ass shots. <laughs> uh, so like, you get under one guy, and Never his ass have is I above ever. you. And uh-uh. it comes down the crack of the ass. It's gross, that, bro. Gets that taint, that boar juice. I that boar juice. The boar like, juice. You, it it like hey, you can floss your teeth with the with the, with the the shot. It's good. Yeah. Hey. Floss and shot. Try it twice. <laughs> A little bit of pubes. Try it twice. I you might like I've it. I've never heard of a Nash shot before, bro. Uh, well, it's, I mean, it's possible. It's possible. Hey. I, 
And so, is but it that, probable? It's I mean, probable. It's probable too. It's both. <laughs> yeah. That's I mean, thing. I've heard of snoring cocaine off an ass, but never no, taking a shot. shot. Oh, yeah, bro. An ass shot. Before. You need a demo? I yeah, got you. I want to oh, well, see Jeremy of, and you actually, go for it, bro. It, bro. I heard I of that when it. I was very young because it's more cost effective. Hold on. What's cost effective? Ass shots. Then what? Are more cost effective than taking it. Oh, she means, it because, no, she means you, shoving the alcohol up your ass. Oh, Isn't that yeah, what we were talking about? No, 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 no. no. no so, he, oh. I'm <laughs> talking about one guy. No. So I've, heard, that's what we're talking I've heard of that too. We're not, talking of about, that. And we're not talking about enema alcohol. We're no. talking about so this you is pour where, the shot down like the crack of the ass. It drips it off into down. your mouth. And so instead of oh, doing like gross. a body shot or whatever, where like a girl standing up or whatever and it runs down her titties into the guy's mouth, the guy's laying supine on the bed and a guy's up above him and naked, and I would pour the alcohol down His Jake's crack. ass mm-hmm. into Gavin's mouth. Like spread him. <laughs> That's a three cups one mic. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. That's a three cups so, one mic episode. That, but Just that FYI. that brought. Up, I don't know if I've mentioned it, but so <laughs> um, I had a case one time where this girl, she's fourteen. Her mom is living with her boyfriend, and she discloses to the school that he's been sexually assaulting her. The 14-year-old does? Yeah. Wait, who has been sexually assaulted? The boyfriend. Boyfriend of the mom. The boyfriend of the mom who lives in the home. And so I go interview her and we have the, for, for most, and I don't know if they still do it this way, but for most, if they're children, we have what we call them soft rooms because obviously you don't want to take a kid who's been traumatized into it, like a police interview room. No. The so it's like crayons and more. shit or what's in so, a soft room? No, like uh, pillows and fucking stuffies so and shit like that. The two rooms back then were, one was the surfer room. And the butterfly room. And so they're at a different location, not at the police station. They've got comfy like chairs. Children's Justice Center or something like that? Yeah. yeah. It's at the Children's Justice Center. And the butterfly room had like pictures and nice uh They tried to set up a good ambiance. Yeah. yeah. And so, and then what they also do is they have cameras that are not not really hidden, but they're just not super. It's not like a big ass fucking yeah. camera in the corner. So they have multiple cameras to record the conversation. Like yeah. they're not super hidden, but. They're soft, comfy chairs. It's not a, obvious. Yeah, it's yeah. a bright colored room just to make the kid feel more comfortable. Anyways, I'm interviewing this girl and she starts talking about how she's at home uh, with suspect mom's boyfriend one time and she's on the couch and he starts talking to her like, would you watch porn? And she she dropped Pornhub. She's like, he pulled up Pornhub and he typed this in and then he like started groping her and she was very specific in her details. Yeah. And so- It's hard to make that shit up. And so I ended up, um, Not impossible, but you can yeah, attend we like that. filed the case, got a warrant, arrested him. He's sitting in jail. Like a month later, this is my case. The mom calls me and says, she just told me she's lied about everything. Damn. Oh, and so I have to go meet with the DA and I'm like, here's what mom said. And she wants to recant everything. And so I had to go interview her again. At the, what was nice about the Children's Justice Center is they, would, they recorded it there. But then they would type up a transcript of everything. Mm-hmm. So you had a word-for-word transcript of what was said in these interviews. And I had to go line by line. You said this happened, did that happen? No. You said this happened, did that happened? No. And we ended up having to go to court, putting in front of the judge, and ordered his release immediately. Dude had been sitting in jail. Damn. Uh, couldn't make the bail. That's so shitty, bro. He actually sat in jail for Damn, like a month shitty, or something. he bro. Yeah, and, all, messed up. and all it was is... She didn't. She was upset with mom, boyfriend rules. You know, there are rules at the house. Don't be a terrible person. And so it is like what Jocelyn's saying. Like that detracts from people who've really been victimized because how much time do detectives have to spend tracking down leads? I mean, trying to flush out 
these cases that really didn't happen because buyer's remorse or, you know, the chick went out or the guy or whoever went out with their friends and stayed out a little too late and maybe hooked up with somebody from the bar. Then they get home and then their significant other's like, where the fuck you've been? I was assaulted. Yeah. Well, so let's call the cops. So my question is this, in your instance or in an instance like that, what hard evidence did you have to be able to prove to a judge that you needed a warrant for this guy's arrest? For sex crimes, they screen everything with the DA. And so you say, here's my case. Here's the disclosure. You provide them. They get a copy of the film. But what evidence, uh, apart from hearsay or a a testimony, what hard evidence was there? Do they want like, you know, proof from the hospital? Like there's actual like trauma or trauma or sort of. And and here's the hard part. So listen, here's the hard part. I'm going to bust it right now. I'm busting hymens. Okay. The hymen myth is gone. Yes. Like uh, there's been ca- there's been cases where a little child has been raped and there is sometimes no evidence of it. Sometimes trauma does not present yeah. in rape cases. Yeah. yeah. And so like the so whole- what I'm saying though, like how do you yeah, get let me past get to that? that? Because me, what is the law state, bro? So listen, so in this case, it wasn't a rape. It was just a sexual assault. He groped her. And so there wasn't a full on pen- you know, penetration rape, uh-huh, uh-huh. but- they go off of her statement. Uh, we present it with the DA and they're like, okay. They file it and say, hey, we want a warrant arrest for this. And again, he's not guilty. Just a warrant says this needs to get resolved in court. Doesn't so, yeah, he goes to fucking jail. Yeah. Can make the bail. Yeah, I know. That's shitty, bro. Yeah. That's shitty. Because that could happen to fucking anybody. A lot of people. Yeah, that's shitty, bro. Yeah, I mean, that's I, I have a hard time with putting people in jail if you don't have some sort of like hard evidence. When, you know, I've seen this time and time again. It's like you've got hearsay evidence or like testimonial evidence. It's like, and not even from multiple, if you had multiple witnesses, that's another thing. Yeah. That's like, that kind of corroborates each other. But if you've got one person's word versus another person's word, that's really hard for me to take action on. I agree, I agree, bro. Like, I won't. Yeah. You gotta, don't. You got to have something. But it, but again, like at the time, it's just like, here's what we've got. Yeah. Here's I don't the, understand, the preponderance but. of evidence is, is this. And, you know, they look at the totality of the case like, you know, this was years and years ago, but specifically mentioning Pornhub and all these different things. It's like. Yeah. And I see how that could be a persuasion. Yeah. But it's just, that's pretty shitty, bro. That's fucking. And so that's one of the only cases where I can distinctly remember, like, usually before, and when it, and then obviously kid cases is different, you know, you've probably dealt with it, like false reportings, parents are getting divorced, and it's like, you've been married to him for 20 years, and you have a six-year-old, and all of a sudden he's become some, like, pedophile. Like, the other 14 years, he was normal, and then you start interviewing the kid, like, so you know and and when you get into like there is a specific way you have to talk to kids yeah. and it's super structured there's a formula it's not like interviewing an adult mm-hmm. but you're interviewing this kid well mom told me to tell you this mom told me to tell you this like oh okay this is coming from mom or dad that this parent is they're just unhappy and they're going through a divorce or separation whatever yeah and they're trying to get back at the other parent mm-hmm. i mean it's an I'm, evil game man yeah i'm sure and i'm sure you because you you said you investigated child sex crimes yeah i did yeah. and i've been through a divorce too man yeah. like it's an evil dirty game man. so right now there's four of us 75 percent of us are have experienced divorce that's Fuck crazy. you jocelyn <laughs> you guys are the hopefully she's not no, working just on me it. Just, just you jokes. i'm the only one oh yeah, not yeah that's right divorce. yeah that's right jake <laughs> that's crazy all the cops in here have been divorced everybody in here has all been, the cops divorced. been divorced surprise that is crazy man isn't that a weird stab not man? really not Dude, really why are we so messed mm-hmm. up 
That's easy to say. Well, we're messed up. The, the stuff we that deal is with. true. That's the stuff, stuff we deal with. Stuff we deal with. Stuff and, we're and, talking about right now. But that would lead us to believe that it's all our fault, and it's not all of no. your fault. But it's a contributing. Just the life you lead. It's a contributing factor for sure. It yeah. is. But I've been through divorce. You're going through divorce. Oh yeah. And I mean, how much does that fuck you up? Like all the shit that happens from. I mean, and I'll I'll use my case for an example, like threatening to move out of state with the kids. You're never going to see your fucking kids again. To fuck you, you're not. I'm going to take all your money and like all this shit. But you're still expected to go and do your job and live normally. Yeah. And that that fuck that fucks you up. Mm-hmm. Back then, I mean, our mental health game in our department wasn't as robust as it was. It's not now. I mean, um, these last few months, it has a few been months. Shit. But thanks a yeah, lot. When you the hope squad when, over, and you're you're you, when you got divorced, that was way before mine. There was no like people reaching out like, no. "Hey, bro, how you doing?" Nobody like, shit. <laughs> and we've talked about it numerous times on the podcast. And dude, sometimes it's like I do, I like I don't want to help myself. I don't want to reach out. I'm going to sit in my own pity and wallow. And you feel hopeless, and you're like. Like for me, like you start to feel like such a worthless piece of shit. Like, well, no, the person who I married, who's supposed to love me for the rest of my life or whatever, doesn't give a fuck about me. Like, why would anybody else want to give a fuck about me? So you get in that mindset, but again, you go through this shit and you just kind of end up spiraling. Yeah. And I'm not going to lie. Let me put this out there. There were a lot of nights I had a blast. There were nights it was fun as shit. Hell yeah. yeah. But there's also some nights it got pretty fucking dark. Oh yeah, dude. Like- I've been there, man. You two, like, were there listening to me bitch before everything went down. And this department, like, all the guys have been great. There's so much support here from all your coworkers. It's been awesome. Mm-hmm. And I think it's important, like, you know you could call, you probably have a number of people you can call and oh, like, yeah. hey, bro, I need you to come. I'm, I'm in a bad way right now. Oh, yeah. And you know a number of people would show up. Oh, yeah. That's what's great about this job is there is a brotherhood. It's been awesome. Like, the, I come to work and I get support here. You know, like, it's great. And you guys have been awesome too, man. Yeah. Like, you were there listening to me, bitch, before everything even went down, so. Yeah, man. It's been good. I've been been trying to help you make sure you don't fucking torpedo yourself. Don't torpedo yourself, bro. You need to fucking let out. Come up on the podcast, Holmes. I know, man. And you have my permission to call Jake. You can even go watch nerdy fucking dinosaur movies together. Dirty dinosaur. Nerdy. Dirty or nerdy? I heard dirty. I said heard dirty, bro. I said dirty, man. I heard dirty. I'm like, what is it? Fucking some like strippers, dinosaurs? Is there a category in porno I don't know about? Fucking dino porn? Dirty Dirty dino porn. Dirty. Those are like old ass bitches, though. Dinosaurs. (laughs) (laughs) You know that the raptor sounds were turtles fucking? No. In Jurassic Park? That tracks. Like, honestly. Turtles? Turtles fucking. Turtles? Yeah. Really? Turts McGirts. Their heads coming it. in and out of those shells. Turtle head, baby. Uh, 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 uh. <laughs> what? Goddamn, Jocelyn. What the fuck? Free range over here. <laughs> fucking free range. <laughs> All right, cool. That's a cool little story. Um, Interesting. That's funny. That that's your Is that like your first real like kind of memory of so, like patrol shit? Yeah. So like that's my first memory of like being introduced to like something like that, sexual assault. I'm not used to that kind of thing. I wasn't used to it at Glad all. You weren't used to it. It was, sh- <laughs> well, yeah. I, mean, I was fucking way. Was I was, I had education. 
just the loose talking about it, the loose okay. term, like yeah. of my Boots. female FTO talking about. It's know, it's weird. It's kind of intuitive. Because you know what I mean? Like I'm sure before that you never had a conversation like, hey, so let's talk about yeah. ass fucking real quick. You know? <laughs> exactly. Like that's not a normal conversation you no, have growing up with people you go to school with or whatever. Do you remember the very first call you went on as by yourself as an officer? Oh man, I don't, man. I don't remember what the first one was. Jake, do you? I do. I feel like you do. Yeah. So it was this this uh guy was driving around uh on the west side of our town, the the southern west side, a specific neighborhood. Uh he called in that uh, someone had been following him in the car, like almost like a road road rage incident. And so he is parked kind of by where he lives and he wants to meet us there. And so I go and my back was at the time an, an older officer, um, very seasoned. I worked with him a lot. This officer taught me a lot throughout my career, but over the time we worked together, he was a solid dude. I liked him. Stereotypical, like crusty old guy, like the fuck are you doing? And you're like, I don't know, fucking up probably because you're talking to me that way. But so this guy's telling me like, why? Well, I, I was turning and he cut me off. So I honked my horn and he flipped me off and he started following me and he's giving me all, I'm like writing this information down. And at this time, I have no idea what the fuck I've got. I'm like, shit, should we get like a helicopter or is there like yeah. a, a car sniffing dog that can follow the trail of like the exhaust or, yeah. you know, like, <laughs> can we get CSI to like, there, I'm probably, there, maybe the government has some satellite that recorded that that we can yeah. tap into. Like, I have no idea what the fuck to do. Yeah. I don't even know what crime. I was like, potential homicide because there's vehicles involved. I don't know. <laughs> so this guy's telling me and I'm like, okay, okay, hold on. Let me go talk to my partner. And I just look at him like, I, I don't know what I've got. And he looks at me, he goes, it's fucking nothing. Let's get out of here, man. <laughs> and I was like, oh, okay, okay. <laughs> He's like, look, go tell the guy you've got the information. We'll look into it and then let's fucking leave. And I was like, we've got the information. We'll look into it. And he's like, okay. And he's like, it's a fucking no case. Let's go. I can't believe I had to show up for this shit. So it's funny because you, you're like talking about your thing and I was racking my brain about my first call. It wasn't a call. It was a self-initiated activity right out of like right out of lineup when I was a brand my first fucking day. I see this vehicle and I'm like, they're kind of driving weird. I mean, I don't know anything. It's not like you like typify the people driving because I yeah. don't have that much experience to like understand ages at the time. Yeah. Nowadays, I'm really really good about like kind of identifying ages of people. Like, what age group is this person in? Just because we do that so much. At the time, not really though. And I was a young buck myself, so it was like really hard to guess ages. So I'm driving along. This car's kind of driving funky. I run the plate. Something doesn't come back right. So I'm like, cool, I'm going to pull this car over. Graveyard shift. Get out, walk up to it, and it's like this group of kids in this car, and they, I walk up to them, and they looked fucking young. And so I'm like, license, registration, give me your license. Like, uh, I don't have a license. I'm like, did you forget it at home? No, I've never got one. I'm like, okay, what's your name? What's your date of birth? Give me name and date of birth. They're like 13. <laughs> And I'm like, oh, 13 year olds driving a car. And I'm like, holy shit, I've got 13 year olds driving a car. I've got 13 year olds driving a car. This is a fucking caper. Bro, I'm like, holy shit, we got to fucking find out what's going on here. Yeah. Yeah, Like, this is the worst crime ever committed. It's a felony, bro. So I'm like, okay, cool. Get out of the car. So I get all the kids out of the car. I sit them on the curb, go back. I'm like, running their names and shit like that in in our computer system, trying to find stuff out. Can't find shit. And then I get to the point, I'm like, okay, I can't investigate anything else. What the fuck do I do? I'm like, I don't know what the fuck I do now. I'm at like, an uh, impasse. Huh? you're at an impasse. Yeah. I'm like, I don't know what the fuck I do. Yeah. Like, I don't know what the fuck to do. I've never dealt with this before. Yeah. I've never seen anything like this before. I'm yep. like, I don't know the fuck to do in my 16 weeks of FTO order was at the time. <laughs> I never dealt with this. Never went over 13 year olds driving a car. Yeah. I'm like, fuck, what do I do here? One of the guys like they come up cause I did a traffic stop. So somebody pulls up to back me and luckily enough, it's a dude who has a couple years on at least. And uh, he comes up I'm like, yo, this is what I got. I don't know what to do. He's like, okay, well, you've got a couple of things you could do. What I would do if I were you is call parents. 
and get parents down here to pick up the car and grab their kids. And I'm like, okay, cool. So I freaking call the parents. The parents are like, oh my gosh, because it's late. You know, the yeah. kids snuck out with the car. So the parents came out there and got their kids and took their car. And I cited the kids for driving underage and blah, blah, blah. So I still cited them, you know, and, and sent them on their way. And I was thinking to myself, I was like, how did I not know how to fucking do that? <laughs> when, when you hear the solution. But if, if you don't know, you don't know. I know, but it's, it's so but funny. When you yeah, hear the dude. solution, you're like, holy fuck, yeah. how did I miss yeah. that? Yeah, I was like, I was like, oh, that makes total sense. I Why had the that fuck exact did I think of that. I did but not think of that. You had never had the opportunity to fuck around and find out. Yeah. Unlike Jocelyn. What do you mean? If you fuck around, you find out. In what regard? How old were you when you stole your car, the parents' car? The well, car? I was How not you driving. Your first car? Okay. I wasn't driving, but 13. When was yeah. the first time you, you joyrided? 13? 13. Yeah. Never. I'd been 13. Never yeah. Yeah. Hey, was it Jocelyn? Was she in the car? Dang. You know. I was riding a shotgun. For what? When Jake pulled over the car of 13? No, Joss no. would have been like 16. I probably would have been. 17. Oh. She would have been 17. I was going to say younger. She's like, no, I was 10. He's old you, my you old He's motherfucker. Old I'm motherfucker. five years older than you, Joss. Holy shit. Do the math. I was but he was, when he was a senior, I was in seventh grade. And when I met him, I was 19 and he was 24. And I was like, oh, he's kind of old. <laughs> he's kind of old. He's kind of old. old. I'm kind of old. But not in a bad way. Not a bad I had my shit together. I had a fucked career. You weren't. Yeah. That's not. Okay. Never mind. What? It's not the oldest age. You know what she said? Exactly. You know what she said? You're a lucky man. So. We talked about your uh, little rookie story with the, it's almost like mindset shift where you're like, okay, cool. I'm dealing with this weird stuff that not many people have to deal with, especially on the investigative portion of it. So that's, that's pretty crazy, right? Also, you've probably dealt with other crazy situations in your career. Uh, I want to hear some more stories from stuff you've dealt with. Have our listeners, they love the stories. So stories from them screets, bro. Yeah. So the biggest one is I was, you know, in a gunfight. Damn. I was almost shot. Damn. Damn. Yeah, man. Detail so, that one. That's yeah. awesome. That's crazy. Oh yeah, yeah. No, no doubt about it. I'll never forget it. Of so course. holy shit, how could you? Yeah, no. So I was working at the smaller agency mm-hmm. uh, before I came to this one, and pull up behind a car, and I can see the driver. It's a female driver in the rearview mirror. She looks at me up in the rearview mirror with, with her eyes, and I pull right behind her, and there's three people in the car. Two in the front, one in the back, and uh, she sees me and then moves over into the left turn la- hand lane to get away from me, right? Mm-hmm. And of course, like my spidey senses are going off. Like I'm, oh yeah, she's trying to get away from me. What time of day is this? This is one fifteen in the morning. Okay, so late. Is, okay, so she uh, sees me, gets in the left turn lane. I'm like, see that the brake lights out, right? And I'm like, oh yeah, I know they're up Perfect to no stop, good, baby. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So I stop the car. Go and approach. Instantly smell marijuana coming from the car, right? And back then, that's when it was like, we enforced that stuff. Yeah. Like, it was a big deal back then, yeah. right? So, I get her information. I get the front seat passenger offered his information to me. The back seat passenger uh, was your stereotypical looking gang member, right? Looking like a thug. Kind yeah. Of. I go back to my car. I see the back seat passenger starts moving around a lot. And the story goes, like, I didn't know what was going on right at the time. Mm-hmm. And what he was doing is he pulled a gun on the driver at the time and said, hey, you need to flee. And the driver, there's a female, and she's like, no, it's marijuana. Like, it's no big deal. It's a ticket, you know? We're not getting into a high-speed chase over this stuff, right? And yeah. he's telling her to flee. Yeah. I see the movement going on. And in my mind, I'm thinking- Hide some shit. Hide some drugs, you know, some marijuana, whatever. So I approach the car again, and I start talking to the backseat driver. His window's up, the driver's backseat, window's backseat down. Backseat passenger? 
Yeah, or sorry, yeah, backseat passenger. Sorry. Yeah, you're good. And his window's up, hers is down, so he can hear me. And I'm like, hey, what are you doing? And he just looks at me, shrugs his shoulders, like, I don't know what you're talking about. Like, and I'm looking around with my flashlight, and uh, it looks like he's stepping on something. So I tell him to move his foot, and he's like, he's looking at me, shrugging his shoulders, hands up, like, I don't know what you're talking about, you know. All of a sudden, dude, he reaches down, comes up, and he has a 45 caliber handgun mm-hmm. coming up at me. And it's coming up. And he's close to his body, and uh, he starts pulling the trigger. Damn. And you're and at your driver's side? I'm on the driver's side at this time. Uh-huh. I did exactly what they told, taught me in the academy. You know, I had the angle on the guy. Uh-huh. I was on the pillar. That's what kind of like put me in a good position yeah. for a gunfight, right? I immediately start moving, draw. We fired rounds. It was like split second apart from each other. Yeah. I think he got the first one off, but he was trying to shoot me. Yeah. And uh, he hit the top of the uh, seat, the the headrest, and then it hit the rear windshield. So it never actually, the his first two rounds never cleared the car. Okay. I start dumping rounds into the car, and I know there's two, a driver Possibly and a passenger. in a sense, necessarily. Yeah, in there. You. And I just start dumping rounds into the car at this guy, and I start heading for cover. I get back to my car after it's all said and done, you know, call out shots fired, and I got the whole world coming at that point. As soon as you say that, right? And it's a good feeling because I can hear the sirens coming from everywhere. And so I come up on gun. I'm on the driver's side. I didn't know that the front seat passenger had bailed out at that time, right before yeah. the shots happened. He started running because he knew what was coming. Sure. The backseat passenger who shot at me got out of the car and started running. At that same time, the driver opened her front door and started screaming, don't shoot. And she put her hands up. And I I am sitting there in my mind mentally with my gun up saying, I'm just going to unload the rest of my magazine on this guy once he steps out. And she comes out, don't shoot. She's unarmed. Took my attention right to her. My gun comes up. I order her to the ground. The dude that shot at me gets out of the passenger side while I'm up on the driver and he just takes off running. I end up seeing him run off. He ran out of bullets. So he only ended up having three rounds in his gun. Who knows what he was doing before that. If he did like a, he got stranded by his friends or whatever, did a drive by, whatever. Who knows what he was doing. Mm -hmm. So I ended up taking the driver into custody. The backseat passenger who shot at me ended up running, hiding in a garage and we end up containing the neighborhood and we end up finding him. And taking him into custody. So, he ended up getting 15 years in prison. He pled guilty to attempted homicide Mm -hmm. and possession of firearm. 15 years, attempted homicide. That's good. And possession. And fucking bullshit. And possession of firearm by a restricted person. But he was wanted for a aggravated robbery. He was on a probation violation. So, he from Colorado. Okay. You know, in his mind, he's probably thinking to himself, like, oh, this cop's going to get me. He's going to send me back to prison in Colorado. I'm like, I don't know who this guy is. You know what I mean? And uh, so, anyways, he ended up doing time for 15 years in Colorado on his aggravated robbery. And the judge made it, you know, serve your attempted homicide charge uh, consecutively or concurrently. 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 It has to be consecutively. And so, he got out of prison last November 2022. And... uh, so he's on paper for the next 30 years for the charges for me. And I followed up with our local APMP guys. So the story of the front seat passenger after he ran from the car, he ended up turning himself in and his story matched the driver's story. Mm-hmm. And the driver went to jail on false info to a police officer and some other things. She gave me some false info. So anyways, um, 
Yeah, I still have the video of that incident, and that's something that I'll never forget yeah, when dude. that gun's being pulled on you and pointed at you. That's it's crazy. A, it's a whole nother. It's a whole nother level, man. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, I want to break that down a little bit, right? You, yeah, you, I mean, that was a. I mean, for the what happened, pretty quick regaling of that story. Oh yeah. So you roll up on these individuals just a traffic stop because they've got you know they've got a brake light and you're like okay it's late at night how many years have you been a cop up to this point? so i'd only been on for two years at, at that agency at, at that agency so, how, so you had three years as a cop no two years total oh that's it two years out of so the one and one okay one and one one and one yeah so i'm still pretty brand new man new guy yeah so you you Driver's side approach it. You recognize some weird shit that's going on. Go back to your car, come back up, and then you recognize this guy's doing some stuff. Like, this just seems hinky. Yeah. You're noticing the totality that's going on here. Like, this doesn't seem right. Right. You know, able to identify that. Yeah. You notice all the movement as you're running information. And my car. Yeah. I noticed that the movement, the guy in the backseat was freaking out. I didn't even have his info at the time. Mm -hmm. He just started freaking out. Mm -hmm. But like I said, I didn't know what was going on, but that's what the story from the front seat passenger driver is. He's He's assuming, this bad guy in the back is assuming you know. And I'm going to get him and I'm going to send him back to prison in Colorado. And I'm like. Let me ask you this. In that that time in your career, let's say. Yeah. He doesn't move. He's he's just totally compliant, sitting there, not doing anything. What would the outcome have been? Maybe eventually I would have identified him, but the problem, you know, because all it was is marijuana at the time, right? And it's hard to project what would have happened because, you know, if somebody else would have claimed the marijuana and you pull everybody out of the car, you know, like maybe I wouldn't have been able to identify him. I don't know. Like it's kind of hard to project what would have happened. Most likely because I was, you know, motivated cop, I would have found out who he was and I would have eventually find out he was wanted yeah you know this attempted murder wouldn't have happened if he just would have sat there you know what i mean like he would have gotten he probably would have went back to prison got out in a couple years and been doing whatever he was going to do for the next 15 you know who knows he ruined it himself you know yeah so yeah that's crazy so at the time you said your your training kicked in oh yeah and your training was what well, yeah, they teach you like when you approach a car, like to not be straight up face to face with the guy. They try to have a step back so that you're on an angle. Create an angle. Okay. Create an angle. Yeah, like you know, angle. the tactical L, what they always teach you in the academy stuff. So like we that. know we know that. So, we know that, but a lot yeah. of our listeners don't know that. Okay. For example, so the pillar is like the B pillar. The window, like where the window is, there's a spot, the metal part with the window is attached to. That's kind of where I'm standing in front of. So like in my case, he had to literally pull the gun out and then reach around his body, around his shoulder to point it at me. Mm-hmm. The C which, pillar. C pillar, the, the rear pillar. Which it gave me that advantage to yeah. move and draw my gun while he was trying to locate his target, which was me. Yeah. And that gave me an advantage mm-hmm. with it, even if it's a half second. Yeah. And it gave me a chance to move, draw my gun and return fire, which he ducked. Almost got hit. I had one round that cleared the car. It went through the front passenger seat, missed him as he ducked in the back seat, and it went through the front passenger seat and the front passenger seat. Uh, the front passenger actually belled before that round went through. Hmm. So everybody got lucky. Damn. How many rounds do you get downrange? Do you remember? Um, I think it was about seven. Seven. Is all. Seven rounds. And after the initial barrage of gunfire, you worked yourself back to your car. Correct. Right? Yeah. I went so back. You went back to your car. 
mm-hmm. and established a point where you could have a good eyes on everything that's going on and fight from that position right there. Right. You've got your gun out and you're giving orders. Mm-hmm. In the meantime, like you said, you have a lot of auditory exclusion and you're, you've are you got the tunnel vision kind of going on. You're working through that kind of stuff and you're, right. you're viewing the vehicle. You're really based on movement at that point in time because your visual acuity is just like so focused down on the threats, right? right? So you see this driver pop out of the vehicle and their movement. So the movement's really going to key you in on watching right. what they're doing. And you're trying to process everything. I almost got shot and killed. I'm in this gun battle for my life right now. And the driver pops out. So that's your number one threat now because this person's right. moving into your field of view. Yep. So you're ordering them down to what they're doing. And then in the meantime, this guy who's in the back pops out the passenger side and goes and flees. Right. You key it in on that and you're able to set up an, a, a containment Mm-hmm. In the area, right? Yeah. How far did he flee from the car? Um, I would say, I mean, it was several blocks. He started running through the neighborhood, hopping fences. Okay. Um, but it, I knew where, you know, I was able to call out the address where we're at. I mean, as far as I'm concerned, they did a great job, right? Like recognizing the addresses, where we need to go. But that's exactly what it was. Is like my gun was up and in my mind, it was like I was going to unload the rest of this magazine. Mm-hmm. Whoever steps out of that car, mm-hmm. right? And so my gun comes up and on you're her, able to recognize she and doesn't I'm have pointing at her, and she's like, "Don't shoot! Don't shoot!" Empty hands. And as I did that, he jumped out the passenger seat, yeah. took off. I was able to tell over the radio where it went, and then the incoming units that came in was able to set up that the um, containment, the containment where. When I went and took this driver into custody after everything, all the shots were fired. Yeah. So, and you're probably able to get out like a description of the bad guy on the radio, yeah. let yeah. them know what you're looking for. Exactly. Yeah. Stuff like that. And they were set up the containment. And did he yep. give himself up or how did that all situation? So, yeah. Out? He cut himself and there was a canine search in. So he cut himself off, hopping a fence, like cut his arm up. And so they were able to track the blood. They ended up finding him in an open, the garage door was open. They find him, found him in a closet inside the garage. Mm. The, my buddy said he took his AR, opened the door, slammed his AR into his chest, ordered him down. He was kind of non-compliant, so they sent the dog on him, bit him, nice. took him in the Got chewed on. Perfect. Nice. Yeah. Did he still have the gun on him? So he he ditched it. Okay. So he ditched it in uh, you know a yard as he was fleeing, hopping fences, these guys like that. that. So gun? we did. You did. We were able to track. You know, the not me, but like the canines sure. and the people that were searching were able to track exactly where he went and what fences he hopped. And you found the gun, and we found the gun. Nice. And that's how we got the conviction on him. Nice. It was good, man. That's and crazy. I, like I said, I do have that on video. Yeah. And I got to find it, but it's all recorded. Nice. Yeah. That's crazy. It is. That's the probably the most craziest thing that that's crazy, ever happened dude. to me so did you did you deal with like any like ptsd or any type of like anything negative effects of that afterward i would say like i think it was pretty comforting knowing that we caught him okay. and that he was sure. in custody and i really haven't lost sleep over it to be yeah, honest with you. Like you you got that resolution yeah like, like we caught him he's off the streets right and even now when he got released last november it doesn't like affect me yeah and maybe in the future i might have you know lose some sleep over it or have some nightmares but so, right now i'm good man how, how yeah. long were you from the time it all happened how long until you came back to work <laughs> i was off one week there you go one week. one week for almost getting murdered yeah no. Which, which, did back, you go through any counseling or anything like that? Yeah, to help I, you out? I went and saw the psych guy once, like a fit for duty, like, hey, yeah, are you yeah. okay to go back? And like, okay, yeah, 
But it basically, on one time. yeah, just like the department's like, hey, make sure he's not going to shoot himself when he comes back. Right. When I first got hired, and there's been a couple of shootings, and that was kind of common. Like, that yeah. was kind of the That the was norm. kind of the norm. You get in yeah. a shooting, you take your two weeks because they investigate it, and they would send you to see the- and it's Clinical just, psychologist. And it's just to get cleared to come back. Right. Yeah. It, like, if you had PTSD, I mean, unless you were, like, shitting yourself, like, hey, are you- Yeah, I'm good to go back. Okay. And, like, it was- There you go. Just cleared to go back for duty, and then two weeks max, you were back. It was one week for me. Yeah. Like, it was literally, I was off a week. And I was so nervous coming back. Like, I remember, like, I forced myself the first night back, like, hey, you're going to be doing this a long time. I was telling myself, you better go make a stop, knowing I got to get back used to it again. Get over the hump. And uh, I did. I forced myself to make another traffic stop. Let me ask you this. And you're, because you've been in a shooting and you had the one week. Yeah. Do you think it was better for you? To have the one week you come back and force yourself to do it, or nowadays it seems like if an officer's involved in a shooting, they're out six months or a year. Fucking a long yeah. time, some year and a half. Even even if it's like you've got some crazy guy going to kill a bus full of orphans, yeah, and you drop him, you're still going to be out. It seems like months. a couple, yeah, a minimum, a couple, two, three months at least, minimum. And so, do you think? Yeah. In, in your opinion, was the one week and back in it better or would it have been bit more beneficial, more time? I mean, like, so I was still motivated, right? Like yeah. I wanted to do this job back then. I wanted to get back out there. And so I think in my position, like it was better for me to jump back into the mix of things because I knew I was going to, this is what I wanted to do for, you know, the next 20 years. And you know, I had two years on, so they threw me back out there and I was nervous, like I said, but I think it worked out. So interesting. Yeah, cool. That's a that's a crazy story, dude. Like honestly, like coming to grips with that life or death situation oh, is yeah. tough to do. Not a lot of people ever you know, ever really experience something to that effect. You know, yeah. that's a that's a crazy and it can be life altering and perspective altering situation. So I'm glad oh, yeah. you came out of it ahead, right? Oh, I'm glad yeah, you man. caught that cocksucker. Fuck that guy. Yeah. Uh you say he's out now though? He's out. Fucking he's, bullshit, bro. He's living in Colorado. He's Fuck that guy. like I say, he's on paper for the next thirty years. Still so. on paper, who gives a shit? Yeah. Fuck him. He should be locked up. Attempt yeah. homicide on a cop. Fuck you. Yeah. yeah. Prison for life, bitch. What so, uh, crazy. Let me ask you this. Do you have a call? Yeah. You've been on and it was just like, you're like, I can't believe this is my job in, in like a, a funny or hilarious aspect, I guess. I mean, dude, that a funny or hilarious aspect that that happens every day. You know, like I can't yeah. believe I'm getting paid to do this stuff sometimes. Like, um, as far as a funny story, I don't know. Like, I can't think of one where I was just laughing right now. Like I do have a lot of other stories that I'm thinking about in my head, like crazy stuff happening that nobody ever sees that's her this is street this is story time bro story time with so, the savage so i do have a episode on you know world's wildest police videos do you from msnbc you have, you have i have a another freaking one. episode on there yeah dude. No shit. yeah dude they interviewed me they came out sent a tv crew Hell we did an yeah. interview and stuff like that the great gabino I, I love it i guess this is a this could be a funny story after yeah. the fact so uh, you know we arrested this guy he's burglarizing garages in, and houses at my last agency. This was yeah. in that here. We end up arresting him, dude. This guy is high on who knows what. Psychedelics, whatever, marijuana. He's high, high on, on all life, sorts bro. of He's high drugs, on dude. Life. A student of modern chemistry. <laughs> <laughs> we, we had- Walter White over here. Yeah. 
We had him on warrants, burglary charges. We had a whole bunch of stuff. I hook him up. This dude's throwing up because whatever he did, yeah, whatever. Back in the system. Yeah, he's you know his head spinning, whatever. So I'm I I put him in custody. We do our investigation. I end up taking him to jail. Right. I'm on the freeway. I'm doing what seventy. Yeah. On the freeway, headed to the clink, headed to the to the county jail. I rolled my window down to get him some air. This guy unbuckles his belt. He's in handcuffs in the back seat, and I rolled down the window because he's been throwing up. Yeah, that's the smell is disgusting, right? Yeah, the dude stands up. He literally leans out the front of my window and jumps out of my car on the freeway when I'm doing seventy plus head first. He's got a raspberry or two. Hold on, whoa, whoa, whoa! You're driving to the fucking jail on the freeway. Your window's down. Yeah, because the guy's throwing been, up. Yeah, yes, I understand that. And he fucking jumps out. Yeah, head first. Head first. So the, at seventy, at at seventy miles an hour oh. on the freeway in handcuffs, head yeah. first. He is high as a kite, right? And the and the window was rolled down. He was a smaller guy, obviously. Yeah, obviously to he fit could fit the up there. Window, sure. And I remember, and I have that on video. That's online. That's on YouTube. We can look that up. Hell, dude. Like, hell yeah. The dude jumps out and um, he rolls across. I was in the second to last right lane. So I wasn't in the furthest right lane. I was in the second lane over. Dude rolls in handcuffs past the the right lane into the shoulder and a car dodges him and misses him. And I remember as soon as I saw that he jumped out, I flip on my lights, which that's where my camera caught him because we had a backseat camera too. And I pull over to the side of the road and I look it up in the rear view mirror and I'm thinking to myself, I look at him, he's laying in the shoulder and not moving. I'm like, oh fuck. You know, like, he's dead. I thought he was dead. He's I'm like, gone. Gonzo. like my heart dropped into my stomach and I'm just looking at it and I'm like, oh my God, like this you is. Think, you start thinking about like, I got to call people. Like it's going to be a whole fucking. Yeah. Day. Yeah. So I, <laughs> I put the car in reverse <laughs> on the freeway and I'm looking at him in my rear view and I'm like, oh, move, man. Come on, move. And I'm, I'm reversing up to where he landed. I get out of my car and run up to him and the dude is just moaning. He's like, oh, like. He broke the handcuffs. He missed his head. Broke the handcuffs. Yeah, yeah. The handcuffs broke, but his his hands were still behind his back. His head missed my rear tire when he jumped out. Thank goodness. You know what I mean? Another car stopped and said, oh, I swerved around and I missed him. I'm like, oh, thank you. You know what I mean? (laughs) And the dude is just laying there moaning. Luckily- we got fire there. He ended up just sustaining, you know, road rash and some minor. Yeah, couple raspberries bro. on the boy. Yeah, At dude. 70, he's fucking lucky. Oh, he is lucky. He's so lucky, As, dude. Oh, and this was, uh, was it a graveyard shift? No, this is a day shift, actually. So, so this was in the, this was graveyards. He was burgering houses, you know, getting high, doing his thing right when I came on duty uh, for a day shift. So he'd been out all night so doing whatever. Usually, day shift is usually a lot of traffic on the freeway. Yeah, um, that morning it was it was slower at that morning, but still morning. So, but yeah. still, I mean, yeah. even even if you're like five six o'clock, a lot of people <laughs> yeah, are going dude. to work. <laughs> He's dude, lucky you didn't get run the fuck son over. Of a bitch. Dude, I laugh at myself of the feeling that I got just looking at the rear view, like the oh fuck yeah. feeling, dude. Oh, it just dude. makes me laugh now. I'm like <laughs> one of those things you see in a movie or something. You're like looking at that, and I'm like, oh shit, that guy's dead. Oh my <laughs> gosh, dude. It's it's so interesting to see like the type of things that the body, the human body, can sustain. 
right? Yeah. They, like we've seen people endure trauma, like crazy trauma, yeah. and they kind of like walk away. They're they're okay, you know, a couple bumps, bruises, scratches, whatever the case might be, and then the most innocuous thing happens to an individual, and they fucking die. Die. Uh, and you're like, what the hell? How is it so just like the the gamut, right? Is so large of what could or could not kill you. Like you think to yourself, that it almost seems so arbitrary. Shit. Yeah. Like you take a header out of a car on the freeway going 70. Yeah. It's like, and, dead. Uh, you know, the, ah, the, the cruiser misses you. The another car misses you. And you're like, Oh, you've got a couple of strawberries. Uh, there was one, uh, down by a homeless shelter. A guy got poked once fire transport dead, dead. And it wasn't yeah. like a, he didn't have like a Rambo knife or a machete, like a little four inch, you know, thin, just like me and you're dead. He's dead right there. Yeah. Yeah, it's crazy. Crazy, man. And I've seen people take, like, soak up a handful of bullets, five, six, yeah. seven, eight bullets, and they rush them away, and they're, they're, they're like, they're fine. Out in the hospital the next couple days. And then I've seen people take one shot in a place where you're like, yeah, he'll be fine, like, down in the fucking stomach area or something yeah. like that. Dead right there. Gone. Gone. It's like, it's crazy it's to crazy, see how man. that happens. <laughs> crazy. Hey, that was crazy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Jumping yeah. out of your car. What the fuck you thinking, bro? Yeah, dude. What is Greg Luganus? Greg Luganus, it was. Diving, he knows how to dive. Yeah. That video went worldwide, dude. My brother-in-law. You and Val, bro. Famous. Worldwide. Yeah, dude. <laughs> My brother-in-law was in Argentina, y'all, uh -huh. and uh, he saw it on MSNBC, <laughs> dude. Like, he told me. He's like, yeah. Dude. Hey, Gavin, you, bro, you're famous down in Argentina, homies. Yeah, dude, that video went everywhere. Everywhere. Dude, I have friends that had family in New Hampshire that it came from our agency we were at. They were calling, you know, my friends at our agency, like, hey, who was that? Was that you? You know, like, it was all over, man. That's it was crazy. pretty funny, man. Oh, I've never had somebody jump out of my car. Have you ever had anything like that? No. So for the longest time, when I was first in patrol, I didn't fit in a car with a cage. No, you did not. And so I just put the AP in the front seat, with AP you. arrested person. Sure. Right in the front seat. They used to do that a bunch. Like my dad, you know, he's been a cop forever. They didn't have cages back when yeah. he was a newer guy. And so every AP they had, arrested person they had taken to jail was sit in the front, sit in the front next to where you're, where you're driving. And so I had this, like this little spiel I'd give him. I'm like, look, whatever's happened, you're going to jail. There's no two ways about it. Yeah. We get on the freeway. I'm going like 70. If you try to fuck with me, I'm going to kill you because I'm not going to try and fight you going 70 on the freeway and possibly lose my life. You have your day in court, get that shit sorted out later, but don't make it an issue. It never was an issue. Never was an never issue. Never had a problem. They didn't want and that I did smoke, that, bro. And I did that for years. <laughs> and I mean, maybe it didn't help that I would be putting on lipstick and I'd be playing this song. I love it. Would you fuck me? <laughs> I know. I'd Buffalo Bill. Me. Buffalo Bill, baby. Buffalo Bill. And they're like, no, nah, that's uh, that's okay, you weirdo. I'm, I'm not going to do anything. <laughs> yeah, I never had anyone try to, to try to jump I out. I never of did car. either. I had a gal who tried to break the window out of, the, of my police cruiser one time because she was so skinny. I put my cuffs on the last latch and I double lock them and she could slip them still. And so she's in the back. I didn't know she could do that when I arrested her and I put them on the tightest setting. I thought they were good enough. Now it didn't matter. Her hands would flex so much that you pull the handcuffs off. Gummy. And she, yeah, she pulled the freaking handcuff off and she was trying to break out the back window because she kept one on and she was like swinging it and hitting the back window. I was like, clank, clank. I was like, the fuck's going on back there? And I can see her in my rear view mirror. She's trying to break this window out. I'm like, oh no, fucking, you're not going to do this. So I stopped, get out. 
walk to the back of the car. I open my car door, but she's like prepped herself and she's laid down on the fucking seat and she kick like tries to mule kick me and she's got these fucking stilettos on stabby and, and i see it at the last moment and i move my head to the side and the stiletto misses my eye and catches me on the side of the head and cuts my fucking head open just above my eyeball if i don't move my head it hits me in the eye probably puts my eyeball out but i moved the last second kids clips me and i grabbed her leg and i pulled her and i punched her right in the face boom one pop right in the face and she fucking went out well don't fucking try to kick the cop right and then we had to call the i didn't take her to jail took her to the fucking hospital the, la- the last there time in charges but yeah the last time somebody tried to kick a window out um i was working for your dad my pops and it was at a library and um uh, the guy was getting squirrely and so we put him in the car and he starts like moving around and banging his head and we're like hey dude you gotta stop mm-hmm and then I think I called for a rap. And then so he kind of stopped and the rap was still coming. I didn't cancel. I was like, well, let's see how it goes. Um, the initial officer was still doing something, but then he turns and he starts kicking the window. And I go to open the door. For the people who listen who know, your dad's not a little fella. No, nah, he's a big, big dude. And and so I'll, I was going to go deal with it. And I open the door and all of a sudden this big force comes and blows right by me, moves me out of the way. And it was your dad, and he just goes into that back seat, and just his whole body was in there. I didn't know how he moved so quick. Mm-hmm. I was like, "Holy shit!" <laughs> and I can just hear him like, "You don't fucking treat our cars this way, and you don't treat my officers this way." And like, was in on this guy and um, solved the issue. Was it an attitude adjustment? It was an attitude it adjustment. Worked? Yeah. Dang. All right. There we go. You know, and a lot of people have. I mean, I haven't. I mean, I've, I've been in several fights, but for me, they're few and far between lately yeah. what was uh you had something else oh yeah we were talking about the ring girl right ring girl so the ring girl not the not the freaking sexy boxing ring girl boxing nah, ring. we're, we're the talking about buxom. round two fight the girl that looks like she's a demon from the, movie. From the Craw- ring crawling yeah. out of the TV. crawling out of the yeah, TV. yeah. wet as that black long ass hair over her face yeah snatch your soul no th- this one is an interesting story. We get a call on a welfare check, right? This lady next door, they're in an apartment complex, is telling us that the the girl we're going to check on said she was wanting to kill herself. Here's a loud bang, and then it goes silent. And so the apartment, the apartment complex management is there, and they have keys. And so we feel like we, at that time, we had enough to go and do a welfare check on her, go in her apartment, make sure she's okay. We open the door. It's all dark. I go, there's one light on in the whole entire apartment and it's in the back bedroom. And I'm with a new guy and another veteran officer. And so- Is this at what agency? This is at our agency right now. So we go in there and we're calling out police department, calling out to make sure she's there, see if she's there and hears us and identifies herself, whatever, Mm -hmm. just so we can- check to make sure she didn't she's okay yeah so there's one line let her know cops are coming in so nothing weird goes on yeah yeah like if you're going into somebody's house you always announce yourself to let them know right cops are coming in make yourself known so this doesn't get weird and we kept saying we're just doing a welfare check make sure you're okay based on the information we had so there's one light on and i go to the one light on in the room right or in the entire apartment and you know the veteran officer his new guy goes clears the other part of it i go into the bedroom the door's open and the closet is next to the door so i can't see the closet yeah and i'm sitting there and in my peripherals i come into the room i'm clearing it visually and in my peripherals i see that she's hanging from the closet and her hair is over her face just like the ring girl Mm -hmm. her neck is stretched out Mm mm-hmm and it scared the living shit out of me. <laughs> what time of I'm year is like, this? Is this October, bro? 
dude. It was like in Halloween. the fall. Yeah. <laughs> and I just jumped and I'm like, oh, shit. You know, like uh-huh. it scared me. Took me a second and I yell out to those guys. And luckily the veteran officer I was with, he's an EMT, comes running over, sees the noose, you know, cuts her down appropriately and they start doing, you know, CPR and we and end up saving her life. Oh, really? Yeah. It was Dang. awesome. And I was just standing there like scared shitless. <laughs> <laughs> and uh you who it, so who who cut her down? Yeah, uh, we'll just say his name's Neil. Okay, so cut cut this person down. Yeah, and you just kind of watch this whole thing unfold. Yeah, so him and his new guy rotated while I got medical there. You know, sure. I did the things you know some stuff. I did the other stuff, but I thought she was dead, man. Yeah. Like, and they ended up saving her life, wow. which is an awesome story. That's cool. I don't know what you never hear what happens after. Like, you never do. We've talked about that. Yeah, you never know how like that you resolves. Like a year later, if she's doing great, you never hear any of the success not part unless of it. they walk into your life again which is not very right. common right you know hopefully she's doing well yeah that was, crazy. That was freaky yeah i've uh i've had some swingers on calls and i've never cut anybody down whenever i've shown up on a swinger they've been fucking swinging for a bit yeah i've never had <clears throat> that instance where it's like pretty soon where we show up on scene it's like we can take action to possibly save somebody's life the last two hangings i'm i'm one for one one lived and one did really yeah so what was the live and die uh so the the first one he was a a vietnam vet had gotten loaded one night and was just like i'm done and he texted another vet um who happened to be like a former navy seal who lived in the same apartment complex we get there and uh he says hey he's telling me he's doing it we need to go in security ended up being able to get into his apartment or no it was unlocked that's what it was Mm -hmm. it was unlocked and so we go in there He's over by the balcony and he's just like laying down, but his head is not because he's got it tied to the railing. And sure. I pull my, uh, one of my many knives out yeah. and can't have too many knives, bro. Never have too many knives. Uh, it was a Boker Quaken. If you guys want to look it up, uh, sponsored, they're a sponsor of the podcast. Sponsor the podcast. And, uh, slice right through it, get him down, get the noose off. He's kind of moaning and I start doing, trying to get him to come to. I do chest. A little bit of triage. A little triage. Chest rubs. I'm just giving foot rubs. <laughs> uh, foot jobs. Give him a little, give him a little bit of a foot. I mean, a, a hand. I mean, a blow. I mean, a chest rub. <laughs> blow job. No, a blow so rub. <laughs> I give him some stimulus, like, hey, try to stimulants, sti- stimuli, stimuli. Yeah, I try to, you know, stimulate him awake by rubbing. We do that you know, when people are the going sternum down. Rub. Sternum rub. Like the one I told about where the dude jumped off the fucking eight-story tower yeah. and I sternum rubbed him back to life until he fucking died. Yeah. <laughs> this guy ended up coming to and um, he, you could see the ligature marks and it was kind of bruising and he, he, I don't think he'd been down for that long, but enough to cause a little bit of bruising. Yeah. He kind of comes to and medical comes in and he's like, what happened to my chest? It really hurts. Didn't complain about his neck. <laughs> and fucking I'm, Goliath came in here yeah. and fucking just rubbed your chest back to fucking life. Fucking banana no. hands. It's like, do you didn't know that and your chest was a magnet to your fucking spirit and brought it back, bitch? And I say, hey, I, I gave you a sternum rub to come back. And he's like, do you like mashed potatoes? I'm going to make mashed potatoes for you. <laughs> Did he really? Yes. Yes. <laughs> He's like, I'm gonna cook you mashed potatoes, make really me- and steak. We'll come, we'll have steak and mashed potatoes. You can come back and have steak and mashed potatoes with me. And I said, uh, All right, buddy. Did you ever? No, no. See, you didn't follow up. 
And then the the one hanger I had I was, it was when I was a school resource officer. Steak mashed potatoes. Steak well, potatoes, dude. I love steak can't potatoes. Can't go. Yeah, me no, too. The man. thoughts that's, that's a good Sunday dinner right there. Oh yeah, dude. It's money. You know, I don't know if he was gonna put something in my potatoes, no, use his use his strong hand strong? to stir him. This is my strong This is my strong hand. hand. You see that the, the, scary it, movie too. Yeah, dude. The guy with like no arm. The freaking or whatever. It's like the yeah. freaking the little hand. Yeah, yeah, like, this is my good This is my strong hand. And he's stirring it with his hand. Yeah. So I don't know. I don't. I don't know what it was going to be. Yeah. Um, But and then the other one. It was at the time I was a school resource officer. I'm sitting in my office one day and just doing some work, and it's the middle of the school day, and I get a call from I think at the time he was a city council member, and he says, "Why is there a dead kid in your school?" and we're not hearing anything about it. And I was like, say what? And he's like, I've got multiple parents calling me saying that there's a dead kid in the school. I'm, I've heard nothing and I'm seeing nothing. What the hell are you guys doing? And I said, okay, first of all, hello, how are you? I am doing well. Thank you for asking. Yeah. Um, <laughs> fucking rude, bro. <laughs> and so I was like, hey, buddy. Hey. And so I was like, well, let me figure out what's going on. And I go and then like the school's normal. It's fine. Like, no one's screaming. I go talk to the principal. Like, hey, we have any issues? I'm like, no. So then I get on the radio, and I'm listening, and I call into dispatch. I'm like, hey, do we have any issues? Anyone calling in, like, about a dead body? And they're like, well, there's one that's up in the northern part of the west side. Like, we've got one that's way north from where you are. And I was like, okay, well, let me go see what that's about. Uh, Hopefully, it's not a student, but let me go see. Uh, You have to drive down this trail. It's on a, there's a, you know, kind of a big river that goes through and there's a trail that parallels it. You can run and shoot drugs and sleep, whatever you want to do. (laughs) Be a transient on this trail. trail. Slip into the fucking water. That's another story I've got from this week, actually. And so- I get there and we've got officers from the from the agency that's north of ours and a couple of officers, a watch commander who you, at the time, you're still related to him, but he was a watch commander at the time. Mm. And they've got some GPS device and they're trying to figure out who has jurisdiction. Mm. I'm like, what the hell's going on? I'm getting calls from some city council member freaking out at me. Saying somebody's dead at the school. Somebody's dead. And the city council member was notorious for being a douche. Yeah. And so- I go to the washroom and I'm like, hey, what's going on? And he just points. And I look over and I look and I see something hanging. I'm like, it's a fucking Halloween decoration. Like, what are you guys doing here? And he's like, no, get closer. And then what had happened is some individual decided to hang themselves in this secluded area. And they'd been there for about two months. And so by the time I get there, there's a pile of entrails and intestines on the ground that have been dried out. Uh-huh. Um, yeah. He's got leathery skin that's kind of slough. I mean, how he, long was the neck? So there was there was no neck. It was basically a skeleton with little patches of skin here and there. Dang. They finally end up like, hey, it's our jurisdiction. The other guys, the other agencies, like it's your guys. Is it's yours? And so I was like, okay, well, let's get the detectives out here. Yeah. And how, how the guy got found is um, our county had been clearing weeds. Some poor gal working a weed eater in this area, like, is like, oh, shit. Dead guy. Uh, dead guy. Homicide comes out. They walk up on the scene like, it's suicide. I can tell by the knot. See ya. <laughs> and I was like, shit, you guys are efficient. I'm efficient, bro. <laughs> Done. Hell yeah. And so it was declared a suicide. I <laughs> can tell by the knot. <laughs> if it's on the side, it's self-inflicted. But if it's behind... And I was thinking like, 
Well, he's been hanging there a month. Who knows <laughs> what the hell's been going on? But they don't give a shit. They don't yeah, give don't a care. shit. Done. They don't want it in their queue, bro. Yeah, they no, don't. fuck it. No, 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 not ours. Seriously. So the last two, I'm one for one. We had one. It's just off that same trail you're talking about, just off this river trail. And there's this big fucking tree, like a big oak or elm tree, super tall, 40, 50, 60 feet tall. And this person had climbed up to one of the top branches like 30, 40 feet high and they'd hung themselves and they'd been there for all, because not many people go by there. Plus you're not typically looking up that high. Looking up, yeah. And if it's summertime, festooned with leaves, you yeah. can't see that, but it's fall now, all the leaves have fallen off. So the tree's more dead and bare. Now this person's evident to people walking by and they see this corpse up in this freaking tree. And it's been hanging there for a while. Still had all its skin. I don't know if it had been like tanned by the sun or what, but it hadn't like deteriorated that much. But it's been up there for a while. And the neck of this person who had hung themselves had to be two or three feet long. Yeah. It was crazy. They look like a draft yeah. neck. Stretch Armstrong. Person. Yeah. Stretch yeah. Armstrong, bro. It had this long ass neck. Yeah, dude, that was like the ring girl. Yeah. Except for she lived. She did live. <laughs> <laughs> and she walks around now with fucking looking like those people who like put those yeah. rings on their neck they extend their necks out yeah, like dude. that bro that's crazy man yeah, crazy that's yeah crazy bro so I love the stories so Joss do you have anything you want to wrap up with I have a go back and a game but the game is long what's the go back the go back was Jake and Gavin on DT oh snap that's a whole nother rigmarole. So I was an adjunct instructor to defense. I was still a patrolman and I was doing DT instruction as like a side gig just when I could get some time off and like, you know, to adjust my schedule to go DT instruction. And Gavin was coming through the academy to our agency. So this is nine years ago. And uh, we got, I got some freaking stories from when Gavin was in the academy and his his whole recruit class. That'd be fun because we were kind of talking about it on our last That's day right, last week, man. bro. We were talking about it a little bit. You were the... <laughs> You were the guy that set me up with the the big bastard that ended <laughs> up Scotty B. Bad Scotty B. Scotty B. He's bro. a bad motherfucker. Yes, he is. So Scotty that, B fought him in Fight for Your Life. Uh, so that dude, uh, he had he was just one of those natural, naturally strong. Yes, naturally never had strong. to. I mean, he worked up, but never had to. Never really had would've, to. Would have been an NFL like a Bo, linebacker. Yeah, yeah. Like, a Bo, like, a Bo, like, yeah, like a Bo Jackson. Yeah, yeah. He like played, a Bo Jackson. He played college football. Yeah, yeah he was a yeah. badass. He was a good dude. Yeah. He was a good dude. He left to go to DA. Yeah. Jake, but, Jake set me up with my first <laughs> fight with that guy. That's gotta be. So I think I was an adjunct instructor. So I don't think I set it up, bro. Yeah, there's multiple stations and we've never talked about any stuff in the academy like this because it's kind of sacrosanct. You don't want to put much info out there because you want these new recruits coming in to like not know what's going to happen because yeah. it's just like the era of like oh un- unknowing you so want that a, adrenaline spike yeah, you, you want, want them to kind of be off their and it, game and it is it's, yeah. it's intense right is it oh, intense yeah dude it's, it's fucking intense especially if you don't go first you see the guys that come out of this and they're fucked up and they're, they're up, dead sweaty and they're literally dead yeah like beat the shit out of yeah <laughs> Walking up, like oh, so. How was it? Just a little, just a little preface for everybody listens. So, fight for your life is something we do at the end of the academies, and it kind of like gets you ingrained with what you've learned through the academy. If you employ the tactics and the fighting styles and the stuff you've learned through the academy, when you get to fight for your life, you're gonna be able to come out victorious. You're gonna be able to beat. And, and win these situations. You're not set up for failure. You're set up for victory as long as you follow what you're supposed to do. But if you don't, what it is, you will get fucked up. And what it is, they have protective gear. Yeah. It, it's a real full-on fight. Yeah, it's a fight. 
For your life. For, for your life. life. Well, not really, yeah. but they call it that. <laughs> it felt not like really that, man. Yeah. So that's Feels what we set like it up as. Yeah. And so yeah. I was just an adjunct instructor. So that so you fight. As soon as you're done with this fight with this first one, you get through the situation, you go to the next. next There's one. like no downtime. Yeah. It's like it's exhausting you, but also you and, gotta fucking fight. And before through. the first one, they make you run they, around, do push yeah, ups, they sit kind up, of smoke you. They want to smoke you, you want to be winded. You. Yeah. So the the first fight you fought, I think it was against Scotty B. And I think that it was like Scotty B fought and then like I would fight. And then maybe if there were three guys who could do that, you know, if we had enough guys there to to run the whole stations, you'd have multiple fighters against like one recruit, like at a time. That way, you know, me, I'm not getting smoked fighting every single person first every single time because that'd be like what 15 20 30 fights sometimes yeah so if you had three guys there you'd fight 10 fights every every third fight or whatever so it probably just happened that scotty b got to fight you yeah you know and then some other guys had to fight other guys too you know so that's what it was typically i'd fight that first fight that you were talking about yeah kind of like rock your world yeah that's what it is it's like the other fights they i mean they still kind of go hard on you but it's like okay you've already been through the first one now it's like tactics so the first one is really like fuck the shit out of them that yeah, way they get to yeah. the next one it's like okay now they gotta employ some tactics so i always love to fight that first one yeah just fuck some people up <laughs> <laughs> you gave me the biggest yeah well that's gavin gavin thanks yeah. for coming on man appreciate thanks, that gavin. thanks for having Those me man fun it's stories good, man. bro you got more stories we'll talk more we'll have you come back up Tell okay. some more stories, dude. I'd rather talk about your personal life. Well, yeah. well, that's that's my uh, truth or lies that we're gonna do. <laughs> okay. There we go. Uh, we're gonna roll into Joss's uh, game of the week. So turn it over to the uh, head game maker. We've got two truths and a lie. Two truths and a lie. We'll each roll out three statements, and two of them are true. One of them is a lie. We have to decide which is which. So I'll go first. I don't mind. Oh, okay. Joss is first. Yeah. The head game maker's going first. Let's hear this. I'll go first. I love red onions. I have never seen the Matrix. I rode on the back of a random guy's bullet bike. So we have to guess what the lie is? Which one's the lie? Where's the lie? I got my answer. You've never seen the Matrix. Okay. Red onions. Red onions. I hate Red onions. <laughs> and I have never seen the Matrix, and I have rode on the back yeah, of a random yeah. guy's bullet bike. <laughs> Damn, Joss. Red onions. That's like the fucking most mundane one of them all. <laughs> I know. Sorry. You haven't seen the Matrix? That's what I said. No. I'm most appalled by that. You rode on some guy's bullet bike. Like, that doesn't surprise That's me about you. 100%. But the fucking Matrix, bro. The yeah. fucking Matrix, bro. That changed society. Yep. That blue or red pilled us. Follow the white rabbit. All right, Gavin's next. (laughs) (laughs) The guest is next. Okay, number one. I've dated a girl this past summer who uses psychedelic drugs. I dated a girl who was cheating on her husband, who was a bishop. Or I dated a girl who uses cocaine. (laughs) (laughs) Holy fuck, those all sound real. Like really good stories. Which one um, is a lie? Hold on. You said the first one is a list of drugs? Psychedelic. Psychedelic, Psychedelic drugs. drugs. Active. Uh, I'm going to say number two. I'm going to say number two. I'm going to go with number one. Answer's number two. Mm. Number two. That was a lie. Banging. Traded drug addicts. <laughs> Nothing but druggies. <laughs> but drogas. <laughs> Fucking druggies, bro. What's up with the druggies, huh? I don't know. Man. It's the vibe you put out there. Dude, I don't know. Like, I, I, for some reason, I attract craziness, right? I don't know why. That's on the market nowadays, I swear. Yeah, dude. There's a lot of crazy out there. Okay, your turn, Jeremy. Let's see. I was almost recruited by the Pakistani army. (laughs) (laughs) 
got my pubes Lie. shaved by my best friend's wife. That's got to be true. <laughs> Accidentally dated my cousin. <laughs> <laughs> number, number one. Pakistani, yeah, number Pakistani one, army. There's no way. I might go with three. I'll throw three out there. Josh wins. Oh, That's a lie. Yeah. What? Three's the lie? <laughs> yeah. I never accidentally dated my cousin. I dated it on purpose. <laughs> <laughs> I meant to. There's no accident about it, guys. <laughs> Hold on. You almost got recruited what? by the Pakistani army. Yeah. Well, how'd, how'd that, that happen? So years ago, I was, yeah, I was working a I was working a part-time here and they were having some summit where like the Pakistani army had some higher up and he was staying at a hotel and I was just security at the hotel. Very prominent, uh, yeah. nice hotel. They were having some meeting and at this hotel, they would have these meeting rooms and your job is to, you sit in the meeting room all night and make sure like no one comes in. You usually have like laptops or equipment or something. And so I'm sitting there and I got the overnight shift and it is probably like two or three in the morning when this dude, uh, older gentleman, Pakistani from the army and his subordinate also in the army is like walking around and they stop and chat with me. It was so weird. He stops to sit and talk to me and I was just like, oh, how's it going? And he just general chat. And then he looks at a subordinate and he's like, I give you my permission to leave. And the guy could not like make a move without permission. So he like goes and stands like 10 feet away. And I was just like, oh, tell me about your culture and the army and stuff. And he's like, well, it's really great. You know, someone like you would do really well. You're a big guy and you have a background in law enforcement. I was like, well, yeah. And he's like, you know, we could use people like you. I don't know if it was like a real, if he's just being complimentary. <laughs> yeah, addition. Like job he, offer. He never made an offer like come work for me or come right. try out. But he was just like, you know, something Soliciting like you. Yeah. You would, you would do really well. And you know, you have that background and you seem like a natural leader. And I'm like, dude, it's 2 a.m. I'm sitting in a ballroom eating Subway. <laughs> what about that? It says leader. <laughs> so. The Subway part. Yeah. You got yourself food, bro. Yeah. Nice. All right. Well, fucking there you Well, go. what's the story behind dating your cousin? Never happened. I never accidentally. I never. Not an accident. Is yeah. It on purpose. Um, yeah. Uh, that, I want to know that. No, oh, that, you knew it. It was on purpose. It no. was, hey, she's It hot. was Thanksgiving 20. 2011, and he was like, hey. 2011? No, not 2011, like 2019. 2019. No, like, did you get married 20? Yeah, 19, 18, 18. Uh, it was like 2022. <laughs> <laughs> I never dated my cousin accidentally or on purpose. Oh. That's that's something I've never done. That's a shame. Well, <laughs> not as you can see some of my cousins. <laughs> All right. I can only choose from three. Yep. Yeah. I've laid down. Two truths and one lie. All right. I've done illicit drugs. That's true. I speak Mayan and uh, I've killed a couple people. What's funny, Jeremy? I'm going to say number three is a lie. I'm going to say number one. I'm going to say number one. Yeah, it's number one. You've never smoked weed when you were in high school. Never nope. did. Are you kidding me? I never did. Oh my God. Straight lace. I've never done illicit drugs. Never did it. Yeah, I speak a little Mayan. All right. I'm not going to talk about my last one though because uh, those are classified. 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 Redacted. It takes about a fifth to get those out. So. Redacted. Not uh, even close. If you've got a fifth of Blanton's or uh, yeah. old Peppy Van Winkle. There we go. You can get a we'll secret or two. Come on up here and I'll tell yeah. you. Okay. When I'm older. When you're older. <laughs> tell me when you're older. <laughs> All right. I'll tell you when you're older, bro. So anyways, guys, thanks for tuning in to The Savages. Really appreciate the listening, the uh the following of the podcast it's really promulgating out there we're getting a lot of listeners feedback and you just sharing it with your friends is probably the biggest way we're getting it out there so remember share the podcast with your friends put it out there let them know you got a fun podcast you listen to always remember you can follow us on instagram facebook tiktok and always remember 
Stay savage. Stay savage. Stay savage. Maybe date your cousins. (laughs) If they're good looking enough, hell yeah. (laughs) 